0: Hey, I know it's early morning here, but what the heck? It's the weekend and I don't get a drop throughout the week.
1: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
2: Sunday, September 16, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 444.
1: This is No Agenda.
2: Populist and proud. Here in the capital of the drone star state, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody,
0: I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where there is no such thing as populism, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Butler, <coughs> Buzzkill. In the
2: morning. Yeah, what do you mean? It's absolutely, it's just not a part of the democratic process. Populism against the law. <laughs> Where did I hear that? It's now starting here in America. People are talking about populism. I heard it this morning and I missed it. I was going to record it, but someone was saying populism uh, you know, is not a part of the democratic process. Crap. I think it was, it might have been <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. She was on, uh, on my Rubenesque uh, darling show, uh, Candy Crowley, 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 whatever. Maybe it was her. I can't remember, but it was crazy. I'm like, really? You can't be... So it's just, if you're opposition, now you're just populist. That's it. Done. Huh. It's, it's, a, it's a new meme, populism.
0: I don't know why they, how they came up with this and made it work. Oh, because, because the public is <laughs> so stupid, it's possible oh, thank that you. Thank you. Hello. Oh, Yeah, hello. Hello. Of course. I mean, the, 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 we you are run the X-Factor. <laughs> Did are you on see the. Honey Boo Boo last no. night? She was so cute. No, but, 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 but. She was so cute.
3: <laughs> All is well, she John.
2: She
0: spit up her whole breakfast on the mom. <laughs> it was really cute.
3: Two U.S. Marines are killed in an attack on a NATO base in Afghanistan. U.S. officials report heavily armed insurgents attacked Camp Bastion, a British air base in southern Afghanistan. A number of other troops were wounded. Prince Harry... Harry is stationed at the base. British officials say he was there at the time of the attack, but was never in any danger. Oh,
2: thank goodness. All is well. Prince Harry is okay. Whew. Whew. Apparently he was targeted. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope. (laughs) Please. So let me uh, make an observation here. And there's a lot of things because, you know, the psychological warfare is out in droves Uh, And it's really it's being played on uh, flooding the market. It is. (laughs) That's right. Flooding the market. Nice. I like that. Psyops is flooding the market. Um, I was here's the here's something that really made me mad. So we have uh, a a, uh, ambassador and his uh, techno expert and uh, two Navy SEALs who are killed in uh, an embassy attack. And what that is we'll get into later. Uh, all of a sudden, we see, well, actually, I think I have a, a clip of it, because it made me so mad to hear this. Uh, here we go. Short clip. Tell you, this may be
4: mad. The remains of four Americans killed at the U.S. consulate in Libya arrive at Andrews Air Force Base today. <laughs> President Obama and Secretary of State Clinton stood by as the flag-draped caskets were brought off the plane.
2: So this was something that the press stopped doing. Remember there was this big agreement, we're no longer going to show flag-draped caskets of our men and women who have been killed in Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, wherever the hell, Pakistan, wherever it is. And now, no can do. And now all of a sudden, here we are, flag-draped caskets. This must make every military person and family member really angry. Because this was it was done, right It was like exactly no can do it's, don't go there, no more flag draped caskets all of a sudden now for the uh, for the intellectuals or for the uh, what do you call them? Elites? <laughs> no, there's uh there's a word for it. Intelligentsia? Yeah, no. When you're part of the, the State Department, you're a no, uh, douchebag. Oh, oh that would be the word, yeah. No.
5: Douchebag.
2: No, I don't know if they're a douchebag, and it's not nice well, to they're call not it douchebags, but the State Department appears to yeah. be. Um oh, I can't remember the name. Anyway. So if but if you if you're a part of the
0: political uh Elite.
2: Establishment. Estab- no That's not the word. I, it'll Jeez.
0: Co- I mean, how many words do you need? It's just the one that I can't think of. Um, then
2: all of a sudden we can do the flag draped casket. But we've had thousands, thousands. Yeah, thousands of uh, uh, servicemen and women who come back in a box, no pictures. And that just that. I'm sorry. That really pissed me off. I got it.
0: Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: now, of course, uh, I think we need to slightly revise our. Our view of what has taken place. I think that I think what really happened has now become clear. And um, well, let's
0: can we do a greeting first?
2: I'd love to do an in the morning to you, John C. DeBorak. Well, give me an in the morning then. In the morning, John.
0: Well, no, I mean in the morning. You want a reel in the morning? In the morning. There we go. We don't say that enough. No, I do. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships and sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, and all the nights, the No Agenda nights of the No Agenda roundtable out there uh, listening in. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, obviously our human resources all charged up, ready to go in the chat
2: room at uh, noagendastream.com or noagendachat.net. Nice to see all of you. And uh, I say uh, hearty in the morning to all of the populists uh, around the world. Uh, Nice to see you all. You're welcome here in our cave, you populist crazies, you. So, uh, have you figured it out, what really happened? I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, it seems like we were just late, because we're not, you know.
0: Well, we're not, well, no, no, that's not true at all. You're completely wrong. Oh. I'm, I'm wrong about what? Well, uh, about being late. In fact, we were a little ahead of the game when it came down to the basic analysis. And I have a clip to prove it. Okay. Which, as soon as I heard this, is, ah! More another example of no agenda being ahead of the curve as usual. Okay. And of course, I have so many clips as I look at. Yeah. <laughs> look at, I, I, um, I have
2: quite a, a number of clips myself, actually. But this, this is the this is the big the, one. The, the, the analysis. One. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, ready? Yeah, hit it.
3: U.S. authorities, meanwhile, have officially identified the key figure behind the anti-Islam film *Innocence of Muslims* that sparked the protests: Nakula Baseli Nakula is a 55-year-old Southern California resident with a checkered past involving drug convictions and bank fraud. He was sentenced to nearly two years in prison in 2010 for financial crimes and is barred from using the internet without approval under the terms of his supervised release. He told the Associated Press he's a Coptic Christian. Meanwhile, an actress who participated in the film said actors were deceived about the nature of the video and did not realize it was anti-Islam. Instead, they were given a Script entitled Desert Warriors that was purported to be about life in ancient Egypt, but words like Muhammad and other references to Islam were dubbed over their voices after the filming
2: yeah, so we kind of had all that we had it who else had it and nobody no no we, we, we had all of that on Thursday yeah and that was just after waking up one day one day like that's even before we have our morning coffee okay that's that's what we that's how we roll. Um, but, I think we need to revise our um, uh, revise exactly what happened here just a little bit because i it 's pretty obvious now that the uh, the inside crowd knows exactly who did this knows exactly what happened, and uh, in fact, uh, I have a, a wonderful clip here from our friend. Uh, you can always count on John McCain to blow the whistle uh, unintentionally can always count on him to stumble and to, oh, and give it away, but he knows. Um, I I think you know a lot of the 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 press people know. I know a Morning Joe guy, Joe, what's his name? Morning Joe, Scarborough. Uh, Scarborough. He knows, um, exactly who did this and what happened and why. All right, and, uh, but first, I think we need to just continue. Of course, that's nothing to do with what uh what you saw on the news. I, I I feel like we really have to first talk about some of the psychological warfare because it's just too good. Uh, Don Lemon would be one of my favorites when it comes to just propagating. Because of course, what is being what is the American public being told? What is the world being told that is about this film?
0: Correct? It's about this film and the Muslims are crazy people. So the fact, attack, it's, it's, yeah. Whoops. I'm no, sorry. No, go Before ahead. you play the Don Lemon thing, can I just <laughs> reemphasize what we're trying to say here by yes, you playing please. a different clip? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Difficult <laughs> week
2: for Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way. Uh, Her hair did look
0: fabulous at Andrews Air Force Base. Did you see it? No. Uh Well, maybe, because this clip, I think, was taken there.
3: This has been a difficult week for the State Department and for our country. We've seen the heavy assault on our post in Benghazi that took the lives of those brave men. We've seen rage and violence directed at American embassies over an awful Internet video that we had nothing to do with. It is hard for the American people to make sense of that because it is senseless.
2: Was she doing uh, lyrics from the James Taylor song, I've seen fire, I've seen rain? Uh, they it's, had a band behind her, sounded, but they never cranked it up. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. That's, I've seen sunny days. That I. It sounded like it. Well, um, President Obama, along those lines, I'll just mix it up here, John. Uh, he came out on his little show, which uh, no one watches. I'm sorry, about 800 people a week watch his um, his uh, weekly address on and YouTube, and we
0: watch it for you so you don't have to.
2: And here's the salient points he made.
6: On Friday, I was able to tell their families how much the American people appreciated their service. Without people like them...
2: Diplomats, that's the word I was looking for. If you're a diplomat, then you get the casket. America could ah, not... Yeah, see, we could have gotten that. All right, now listen, because listen, this is important stuff. Sustain the freedoms we enjoy, yeah. the security we demand,
6: yeah. and the leadership that the entire world counts on.
2: So just so you know, we are the leaders of the world. The whole world counts on our leadership.
6: As we mourn their loss... We must also send a clear and resolute message to the world. Listen up. Those who attack our people will find no escape from justice. Mm -hmm. We will not waver in their pursuit. Mm -hmm. And we will never allow anyone to shake the resolve of the United States of America.
2: Now, resolve is a big key word. This is what everyone's using these days.
6: This tragic attack takes place at a time of turmoil and protest in many different countries.
2: Uh, No, no, it started uh, after this attack, really, Mr. President.
6: I've made it clear that the United States has a profound respect for people of all faiths. Okay. We stand for religious freedom. Okay. And we reject the denigration
2: of any religion. I found that to be interesting. We reject the denigration of any religion? The denigration. What exactly does that mean? I mean, you can't can't
0: say your religion is stupid? Is that what that means? Yeah. It means any sort of ridicule or criticism uh, that, is, that sheds a negative light on the religion.
2: Sounds um, uh, that he should go and arrest Bill Maher right away. Yeah, he uh, should go arrest Bill Maher. Yeah, and give him his million dollars back. Just, just a thought. Including Islam. But there is never
6: any justification for violence. I know the images on our televisions are disturbing. Uh huh. But let us never forget that for every angry mob, there are millions who yearn for the freedom and dignity <laughs> and hope that our flag represents.
2: How come they're not on television? <laughs> I want
0: to see the angry mob.
6: <laughs>
2: There's millions. <laughs> for every angry yes, mob. That's like a permanent
0: quote. For every angry mob, there are millions, millions. of people who love us.
2: <laughs> I think we have to hear that one again <laughs> because it was so good. I just want – so I've seen the angry mob. Let's never forget that for every angry – And by the way, this is, this is wrong. This is not good neuro-linguistic programming. You're not supposed to say never forget. You're supposed to say let us remember. Because this essentially makes you forget what he just said. However, we will not forget. We shall remember this clip. Justification for violence.
6: I know the images on our televisions are disturbing. But let us never forget that for every angry mob, there are millions who yearn for the freedom and dignity and hope that our
0: flag represents. What is yearning, by the way? What is a sitting year- there going? It's just sighing a lot. It involves sighing. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, and then you have to have both hands over your heart, and you go. Oh, give me the oh. definition of yearning. That's yearning. That oh, well. is exactly yearning.
2: <laughs> Hold on. A second. I love it when we look up these words. Let me just—I just want to read it verbatim. Yearning. Definition of yearning. A pers- yeah. Oh wow, John, you're so close to it. A persistent. Oh, hold on. It's a load. Hello, page. It persists intense, overpowering, longing, desire, or need, or craving. Wow. Which can also be a hunger, like you're really hungry for it.
6: Okay, good. That's the cause of America. The ideals that took root in our founding. The opportunity that drew so many to our shores. And the awesome progress awesome. that we have promoted all across the globe. Awesome. We are Osteoporosis? Would <laughs> he say?
2: Osteoporosis—that has drawn everyone to our shores.
6: We know that our spirit cannot be broken, and the foundation of our leadership cannot be shaken. And that is the legacy of the four Americans we lost.
2: Yeah. Just so you know. Okay. Huh. So yeah, that's—it's uh, all—all very, very important. Now, uh, let us go to just a little bit of the uh, of the the psychological warfare, because of course we have. CNN mainly on script Don Lemon. I mean, if, if you want a guy who's just a consummate professional and will just read the script and not mess around, uh, you call, you know, you put Don Lemon on the air.
7: On the Benghazi consulate was the deadliest incident of this sudden blazing fury towards the United States. But look at this in Lebanon, in Sudan, India and the Palestinian territories, Tunisia, Yemen and, of course, Egypt, violence and destruction to embassies, American schools, even fast food restaurants. All of this, this anger exploding from the Arab world over an amateur hour video clip posted (laughs) on the Internet. That the government had nothing to do with it. I want to talk now with Professor Fouad. It's all about an amateur hour, amateur hour. But it, Don,
2: Don really cranks it up just a little bit.
7: Fouad uh, Ajami, excuse me for that. Uh, mm-hmm. About this, He's a senior fellow at the Stanford University's Hoover Institution. Is a former director of Middle East Studies. Bring at, in the shill. At uh, John Hopkins University. Thank you, Professor, for joining us. Your fascinating opinion piece in the Washington Post is titled, Why is the Arab world so easily offended?
2: <laughs> you should read this piece why is the why why are those arabs so easily offended? I mean, this is how deep this. That guy sounds like a, is a
0: history. mind sounds like somebody from Connecticut. I just, I, I just don't understand
2: these people. Why are they so incredibly offended so easily? But this guy is like a Stanford Research Hoover Institute. I mean, he's got a whole list of credentials.
0: Yeah, the Hoover Research Drinking Club. Yeah,
7: thank you. He's like, well, let me just tell you, Don. So let's hear it. Why is the Arab world so easily offended?
2: Okay, I don't have to give you the answer because that's just ridiculous. But this is the kind of psychological warfare. Then, of course. Um, uh, And I've never seen this before in my life I love this They get the so-called guy who created the film And they're trying to tie all these loose ends behind well, him Well,
0: the guy, that, that, the, the, the felon? Did you see the perp walk? Did they, Did you see the walk that he did? No, I missed the perp walk He looked walk.
2: like the invisible man You gotta Google the picture he literally had a, a white scarf wrapped around his head, which you're never allowed to do if they really, really want to go and now get this you. This morning,
3: a California man linked to an anti-Muslim film Link. was escorted overnight by sheriff's deputies to an interview Why? with federal officers. Why? Inter-
2: B- because it's part of the script.
0: Why? Because Why? P- what, what did he do? What is he? Do? What did he do? That's illegal. Well, let's
2: no.
3: He no no no. Listen carefully. He's covered. Nakula Vesely. Nakula willingly went in to be questioned about possible probation violations the 50 50- possible
2: probation violations you see that's why what? that's making a movie yeah he's not no he's not allowed to upload
0: it to the internet he's not allowed to touch the, the computer why because what did he do? was he a computer guy was he a computer felon? Did he do some sort of a scam? Was he yes. the guy who sends me those those yes. all those emails? Did he have yes. a botnet? Yes. He was banking. Has fraud. anybody told us any of this information? Is he running a botnet? <laughs> what is he doing that got him banned from the internet? I'm asking you.
2: Well, my question I can't answer that, but my my question is why if it, every single guy they go and pick up for questioning. You know, they never get to wrap their head in a scarf, so he's... It, it, literally, John, he is Did
0: he, he have cuffs on? No, no. Well, he went... He voluntarily went in. With a scarf on his head. Well, he voluntarily went in, so they didn't have... They, it wasn't a perp walk.
2: It, they, it made, they made it look like it.
0: But it's, what did he do to John, get banned from the internet?
2: He, uh, bank fraud. Uh, online banking fraud. That's what they say.
0: So he's that good that he can, he can, he can hack a bank? Or was he just John, typing in somebody else's password? John, John I, I'm, I'm, only, I'm sorry I played the clip now. I'm only
2: playing it just to point out that this is, has nothing to do with what happened.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just saying that I'm not getting any reporting from the media. <laughs> no! I have to go dig this up myself? I don't have time for
2: this guy? Well, listen to spokeshole Jay Carney, because I think he is actually the one responsible for coming up with this lame-ass excuse. Because it's, exa- it's not like someone went in and uh, killed the ambassador and used this as an excuse. No, it's the other way around. The ambassador was killed, and then someone had to come up with an excuse to cover up what really happened. I believe spokeshole Carney is the one who came
8: up with this incredibly stupid, flimsy cover. This is a fairly volatile situation, and it is in response not to United States policy, uh, not to obviously the administration, not to the American people. It is in response to a video, a film, uh, that we have judged to be reprehensible and disgusting. Uh, That in no way justifies any violent reaction to it. Uh, But this is not a case of uh, protests directed at the United States.
2: (laughs) And this what this is the line, Susan. Okay, so
0: so let me. I'm going to stop you because I, I I'm not sure where you're going. But let me making this. Ass- let me throw one thing out there and tell me what you. If I if you think I'm catching on. So these guys were assassinated. Master was assassinated for some reason or other. Let's we're going to agree on that. We don't. I, you may or may not know the reason. You say McCain might have let it slip. Yep. Uh, and then they dropped this bull crap excuse about this film, and, and I think that the way to go is if we could just put – if somebody out there, we could put it together a timeline. Yeah. It's like the guy's killed. The film is brought to light. Yes. Now yes. they yes. push the film into the Middle East, and all hell breaks loose because one guy sees it and says, oh, this was an insult to, to the uh, prophet. And the next thing you know, now we're having the rights after the fact, mm-hmm. which would have never happened. In other words, we would not have had these rights if it wasn't for Carney and this bogus excuse, which says to me either he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Actually, it says three things. One, he's an idiot. Two, this was done on purpose to cause problems. Or three, he's an idiot and it was done on purpose. Okay. Shall I give you
2: the timeline? Because I, ha- I yeah. have the timeline. Okay, hit it. Okay. So the attack took place... And then the embassy, right, on their website said, this is because of this film. And that is what Mitt Romney then responded to without him knowing, because Romney actually blew the play because this was being handed to him. I'll get to that in one second. Romney blew it by smirking and, you know, because he was completely in on it. He didn't know that the ambassador was killed. I don't think the killing part was supposed to happen. Here's here's what went down and we've we almost had this a couple of times What has the uh, on, on the uh, in fact on the last episode? I read you the quote from the insider uh, from the Ulsterman insider about what Obama said to Netanyahu He said screw you we're not going to attack Iran. We're not going to even you know come out and, and really do one. we're not going to put any red lines Hillary Clinton said no red lines. We're not going to do any of that and this made Netanyahu really, really angry. Right? So here is what happened. Net- and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm really, when I look at the players in this, and I'm going to tell you, the, I'm to tell you who's, who's I, in I, on I the game. I have to
0: interrupt you after you give me the Netanyahu thing, because I have something too. Okay.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> so there are a couple of extra players you have to be aware of. Uh, first of all, Brent Scowcroft. Does this name ring a bell for you? It might, because he's, uh, he's back from the, the Bush days. Bush Kissinger, actually. Uh, Brent Scowcroft is uh, uh, one of the advisors to the Romney campaign. He was a big intelligence guy. Um, he was uh, 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 with the Kissinger security advisor under Nixon. He also happens to be a senior member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. So he's a Mormon. Now... His buddy is Mike Leavitt. And Leavitt is um he's the in charge of the the transition team, uh, should if when Romney wins, and he also is a big Mormon. And these are all like Bush era neocons who are totally in bed with the Saudis and with the Israelis. And I think what happened here is Netanyahu got so angry that he said, you know what? I'm going to show you what we can do. And he had the Saudis or wherever, he called out the attack, Mossad, whoever it was, attack on the embassy to put Obama in his place and not just put him in his place, but to disrupt his entire, uh, you know, basically an October surprise. It was supposed to, I think we were right, it was probably supposed to be a a kidnapping instead instead of the guy getting killed. And his whole push has been for... Um, for Romney, they've been friends since they were both at the Boston uh, Consulting Group. In fact, here's a this is unprecedented the way he has endorsed Mitt Romney. This is from uh, Morning Joe, and I'll get to McCain, who really blows
7: the script wide open. With Romney, uh, effectively endorsing Romney in the election in in August when Romney came to Israel, you can't find a precedent for that. A a, a, a foreign leader meeting with an opposition. Party representative leader mm-hmm. in, in, this, in the middle of an election the, right. the, 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 the Obama campaign went back And looked to try to find precedent for it Because it was surprising to them right. That Netanyahu was willing to go that far In 1992, and I can't remember whether it was Shamir Rabin, who was the Israeli Prime Minister then, met with Bill Clinton, it was the only, uh, the only rough Precedent they could find, but he came to New York And met with Bill Clinton privately In a hotel suite, not in front of cameras And not in the, in the way that, that Netanyahu welcomed Rami so into why his home why did Netanyahu do that? I think Netanyahu does, in fact, you know, I think he wanted to send a very clear message. He wants Mitt Romney to be president.
2: So does this have- Okay, so he wants Mitt Romney to be president because Mitt Romney, as we know, has said consistently, I'll go bomb Iran. I'm going to go do it. I'm your guy. I'm going to go bomb Iran. So um, then we had this scheduling conflict. This is where uh, Netanyahu is coming to the U.N. General Assembly. Big fracas. Everyone's oh, the president has no time for him. So they're not going to meet because we know that there's a real tension there. So this is what John McCain starts to bring up in this morning Joe
9: interview. It's unacceptable for them to have a nuclear weapon. And so it's a very tense time between the United States and Israel when we need a togetherness more than ever before.
1: More than ever before. And that certainly was curious going over to Israel and then coming out
2: and actually talking
1: about what you told Israel not to
2: do. So now hear what he's saying. And this is uh, Joe Morning Joe Scarborough prompting McCain because McCain can't remember what he's supposed to say that the uh, that the guys came back from Israel and they said publicly we're not going to do anything, which of course is a big slap in the face because you're essentially giving Iran you know free reign to do whatever people are claiming they're going to do. You
1: told them not to attack privately. You come out standing shoulder to shoulder and at least make the Iranians think that we are. Uh, On one page. If we don't do that, uh,
9: that certainly makes the situation even more dangerous, doesn't it, Senator? It does. And and finally, the the Israelis, as the the prime minister keeps saying, they cannot put their future in the hands completely of the United States of America. And there is this difference of opinion, whether it's capability or actual production of a nuclear weapon. And that needs to be uh, resolved. And again, uh, when the prime minister of our dearest friend wants to meet the president of the United States, the schedule should be adjusted. I think Yes.
10: <laughs>
2: yeah.
9: <laughs> you should jump. That's exactly where you should jump. Okay. Now here
2: comes the part where McCain blows it. So again, this is how I'm seeing the script. Uh, there's no red line being drawn. Both Obama and Clinton, Hillary Clinton, are saying, ah, whatever. We don't care about you. We'll talk to you after the election. Netanyahu's like, oh yeah, watch this. And just as a little side note, he has it happen on 9-11, which is a big poke in the eye. You know, if you're a, a 9-11 truther, you might understand that. He calls it the Saudis may do it. Maybe the Mossad does it. Uh, and it, it goes a little bit wrong, <laughs> unfortunately, for the, for the ambassador. The guy gets killed. And then Romney is supposed to come out and immediately say, hey, you know, this is uh, uh, this is typical. Your foreign policy, your Arab Spring didn't work. You know, you can a setback. No change from four years ago. Unfortunately, they come up with, you know, so Carney or someone says, oh, we've got to cover this up. Let's say it's about the film. Romney then flubs. He stumbles first by smirking, which the media picks up on because he's an idiot. He can't even follow the simple script, and he doesn't know the guy's dead, and so he looks like an a-hole. And that, of course, has set him back big time. And this is where McCain is in this interview, if you listen very carefully, actually says he flubbed the script. Much more forceful to do things that you refuse to do.
1: Uh, I suspect the same thing's happening to Mitt Romney right now in ways that only you could understand. Um, I do understand you're not going to be critical of the Republican nominee this morning for what he did. But is it safe to say that if John McCain were in that same situation, he may have waited a week? See,
2: now, now Scarborough knows what's going on. And it, if he didn't know from other sources, it's probably Brzezinski's daughter who's sitting right next to him, who knows the entire script. He's saying, hey, this was handed to Romney on a silver platter. How could he screw it up,
1: McCain? You wouldn't have screwed it up, would you? Or so before bringing
0: this tragedy, tragedy into the. Oh,
2: strategy. He said strategy.
0: Go <laughs> play that again. And by the way. Oh, yeah. This is beautiful. He is very deliberate when, with this uh, particular. As though this is a scripted, too. But this is funny he would say this. Say well, that, I want to hear that again.
2: Because he, he wants to say tragedy, but he, said in, he he stumbles and says this strategy. And then this sets McCain off on the wrong foot, too. Listen. That same
1: situation, he may have waited a week or so before... Bringing this tragedy, tragedy into the middle.
2: <laughs> Before bringing this tragedy, tragedy, strategy. Okay, now strategy, strategy, strategy. okay, now McCain is is all flustered. Of a
1: political
9: campaign. I think what happened, Joe, as I understand it, was the statement was made before the tragedy in uh, in Benghazi. Uh, right. And it was a weak statement. The embassy retracted it and changed it. Uh, but uh, obviously, the sequence of events focuses our attention on the, the tragic loss of four Americans. And obviously, it did not play out as... Uh, Clearly, they they had as planned.
2: As planned, say it.
9: Played out. Holy crap!
0: This is I mean, that's a great catch. I'm surprised you even watched that show.
2: Are you kidding me? I've been watching everything all freaking weekend I like long. That,
0: I like the fact that I like the idea that you, you have Brzezinski's daughters in there. She's obviously somebody's clued in, and he start He says strategy, and he says played out. Yeah, it sounds like the whole thing. Which we, by the way, I don't. You, I don't think we were wrong. We had the thing kind of figured out just based on the on the sequence without all mm-hmm. these tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we're wrong. I, I do. Well, think no, that I, I, we're not fully aware of the f- of this phony baloney of movie the strategy, being used. of
2: the strat-
0: strategy, the strategy, the strategy, str- and the, strat- the follow up strategy. Because the first strategy fell apart, which was shocking to everybody, and then the second strategy. Uh, so so listen, mean, they, they still explain it, and it actually. It it actually makes it even more. It makes it even more of an explanation of Hillary's being disdain, just her anger, her anger. Yes, really angry because they this these idiots. They screwed up everything. They screwed they, up. These everything. idiots are trying to get Obama out, and <laughs> the, which is that part's fine. She may have even been in on the deal because she wants Obama out, and she's
2: angry that Romney f- f- screwed it up. And this is what McCain McCain is saying. Well, hold on a second. You know. You know. I mean, come on. It, you know. He didn't. He didn't know was going to happen, and the 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 events. You know, we didn't know that the guy killed was supposed to be a kidnapping. He doesn't say that, and you know. So Romney, I mean, you got to give the guy a break. He was just doing the best he could because he, you know, wasn't playing out the way the whole plan was planned to play out as planned. That's what the guy is saying. You give him a script.
0: You tell him what's going to (laughs) happen. He expected it to happen. He did. And he he jumps the gun and goes right into the script. He doesn't know to wait a week. Exactly. Because he's ready to go. He's giving the bell rings. You're out there. You're out there throwing your punches let's let's uh just hear that bit again yeah, he, well, romney should be steamed about this be, he should because
2: i don't think the anyone no one's supposed to be killed you know we should have had uh videos of guys holding you know knives to their throats and that kind of stuff that's what we should have had it, because it is the exact replay of the carter script this is why everyone keeps referring to it it is and it's the same guys john it's Brent Scowcroft. It's it's the same guys. They're like, hey, I know. <gasps> I know I'm old now, but I got an idea. I know it worked really well. Ah, we got rid of that Carter. <laughs> Let's kidnap somebody in an embassy.
9: It's the same script. Now, just, Oh, i got to listen to McCain say it again. The embassy retracted it and changed it. Uh, but uh, obviously the sequence of events focuses our attention on the, the tragic loss of four Americans. And obviously it did not play out as... Uh, <laughs> Clearly, they, they had. Right.
2: See, now he's stumbling, and and Joe jumps in to save him because he's like, yeah,
0: he was going to say play, out play script, scripted, we are going to say
2: exactly. The guy's he, like, he's, he's,
0: he's lost it right there, and Scarborough has to stop. Jumps it. in and
1: saves him. Here they had. But he, he, then, he Mitt Romney then doubled down, of course, yesterday morning when he did know all of the facts and. Uh, even after Secretary Clinton made, I thought a very good statement you agree you agree with me
2: there now now they 're now they 're actually discussing like hey Hillary did her job. you agree with me right I mean Hillary actually tried to save everything after Romney blew it. I was watching this just with different eyes, you know, no agenda eyes and and i 'm like, oh my god john every they 're out there publicly on television. they all know exactly what happened, and unless you you have a little bit of this clue that we're giving you here we're lifting up the curtain a little bit you 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 can interpret this so differently but once you have your eyes open you're like wow these guys are just brazenly like they're just you know having a drink together like, yeah, man, you yeah, well, you know, Hillary, you got to admit, Johnny, boy, Hillary tried, right? She tried to save it from Romney's big boob. Um, would in this
1: case, would it be better to just wait a few days before having that kind of
2: press conference? I mean, seriously here. Yeah. How should we? Is Scarborough, does he want a job writing the scripts or something?
0: I, you know, it sounds you know, like
9: he's definitely on the team. Oh, yeah. But it's it's in the heat of the battle. You get all kinds of advice and you get all kinds of second guessing. I'm not prepared to do that, but I would like to point out, and I believe it or not, I watched you yesterday uh, yeah, I and uh, quite often in your panel of people. The fact is, the United States in the Middle East is weak. We are seen as withdrawing and we right. are paying a price for that weakness, whether it be unraveling in Iraq. The. Uh, uh, tragedy in Syria, the tensions with uh, Israel, the uh, Afghans, uh, uh, the Afghan situation unraveling. There is a lack of leadership there, and that's what I would be talking about. And I hope that, right. that Romney will be looking at the big picture. Yeah. Well, so
2: that, of course, is exactly where they, where they have to go now is say there's, you know, lack of leadership. Uh, four years ago, it was just as horrible. And uh, now, you know, just because of one stupid film, the whole Arab Spring has one, been one big scam. And that was the entire plan. But, you know, they're going to have to work very, very hard. And now you see Susan Rice on every single talk show this morning, every single one out there propagating the whole movie theme, etc. I mean, they're bringing out all the heavy hitters. This is this is real. This is fascinating, fascinating to
0: watch. Um, this is uh, con- uh, trying to control. This is uh, a damage control. Oh, it's all damage control yeah. now. And so, of course. So, so Romney blew it. You got the guys dead that shouldn't have been dead. And heaven forbid that somebody figure this out and, yeah. you know, so, bust anybody over so, it. So,
2: so who is another heavy, heavy hitter who wants to be in on the game? A huge heavy hitter is John Bolton. Now,
0: Bolton. Oh, yeah. Bolton. Yeah. (laughs) So he's uh,
2: already being rumored that he was the former uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. They're already talking about if Romney gets in, this guy would be the new clippity clop. He would be the secretary of state. And so he's now doing the rounds and he's talking about um, about what happened here. And he is laying it on so thick. And this one cracked me up. Check this out.
11: Well, I think what we saw there was the the risk to Mubarak. Uh, and instead of supporting a loyal ally who had upheld the Camp David Accord. So he, now he's talking about that's what,
0: the meme that's been going around. You've heard it over and over again, which is, oh, you know, well, he was our buddy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and so
2: what Bolton is doing is he's attacking the Obama administration's policies, saying, you know, you screwed it up, you kicked out the wrong guy, you never should have gone with this guy. But the way he does it is awesome.
11: Well, I think what we saw there was the the risk to Mubarak uh and instead of supporting a loyal ally who had upheld the Camp David accord after vacillating three or four times in the course of a month we threw Mubarak over the edge and he had said for years if I go the Muslim Brotherhood's taking over oh no said the obama administration oh no said many people in america the google guy is going to emerge in <laughs> egypt he's going to be the new leader People who tweet will be the new leaders. Do you see them anywhere today? They are off the stage. And I'll bet you they believe that, too.
0: You know, the funny thing is, Bolton has been working on this pitch it's a great for pitch. a couple of years. We've had a, a clips of him before. He's been working. He, you know, Bolton, when, if you remember when he first got in as the ambassador of the United Na- Nations, his staff revolted. He was Saying, horrible. this guy's yeah. the biggest a-hole we've ever worked for. Remember yeah. this? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, they, He was considered like, the worst guy in the world, and they've been grooming him, whoever they are. Yeah. have been grooming him and grooming him, so he's become a really good speaker. He's really tight and concise, and He's got these zingers, uh, like the, the one you just heard. Yeah. And he's got him at the ready. He is really a talented zinger. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. And here's, uh, here's him on Romney, just to wrap it up, this, uh, this bit of Bolton. Who was,
11: uh, the guy is good. Well, I think he demonstrated it, and he was jumped on by the White House and the media. The first thing that you do is defend our system of government. You don't apologize for some crank who makes an offensive film. Uh, that's, that's just not the way you defend democracy. Uh, Uh, By dignifying that film as if it were the real cause of this, you simply feed the beliefs of those who think we're a corrupt and declining society. Uh, It's not the function of the American government to comment on every exercise of free speech by American citizens. They do that in countries where the armies wear jackboots. They don't do it in this country, (laughs) perpetuating the myth that it was the film that was the problem, rather than the radical ideology of the rioters, is the first mistake that the administration has made. Romney tried to correct it, and the media go wild. I love it, I love it. Yeah, well, Romney blew
2: it, but Bolton's—he's he's doing damage control, and I think yeah, he's it, a,
0: very good at it. I and think he, yeah. Yeah, the way he did uh, saved a little uh, pro-Romney little mm-hmm. bit in there was mm-hmm. just definitely worth Beautiful. the job.
2: And I—I I, I really think that um, you know the heavy hitters are out. I think that uh, the the. Uh, the, the, yeah well, yeah, it's
0: amateur hours, so they got to bring in the pros. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who have been trained for this, and they come in there and they pit all the shows and they get booked on everything all at once because they get the right PR agency. And they're book, boom, 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 boom. And they yep. start to pummel the audience, and then pretty soon this thing blows over. Except it's not quite blowing over in the Middle East, which is uh, no. problematic. No, I mean, obviously, uh, everyone's
2: now out there. And by the way, have you seen the professional, the professionality of the signs people are, are carrying around?
0: Yeah, I mean,
5: no,
2: this not,
0: some... not quite on the same level as these phony baloney protests in China, <laughs> which are outrageously professional, and and the t-shirts and yeah. everything they have yeah. in China. Yeah, it's just like come on, yeah. yeah. Which, which is another topic we'll we'll go to it later. Which is like the, I, over I, the I, islands. I just want
2: to I just want to wrap it up with a few more things, then we can get out of here and, and thank our producers for for stuff. I the only t- there was just one. Well, here's a, a quick little funny clip. About the level of idiocy in our foreign policy.
12: Twitter, a spat broke out between the U.S. embassy and the ruling Egyptian political party, the Muslim Brotherhood. The embassy warning the Brotherhood that it was reading in Arabic tweets sent from their account, supporting the protesters. By the way, have you checked out your own Arabic feeds? I hope you know we read those too. Tomorrow the Muslim Brotherhood is calling for people to protest peacefully and not outside the US embassy but Diane we know these demonstrations are unpredictable.
2: So this is ABC News reporting on a Twitter war between the Muslim Brotherhood and the uh, US embassy in Cairo. They are t- they're tweet they're flame- flaming each other on Twitter. This is the level that we have sunk into with our news reporting. It's fantastic. So, of course, the obvious way that you uh, if, you know, if you got a problem with these countries, then, you know, the the way diplomacy is supposed to work. And I think it always works with either money or with muscle. You say, hey, uh, Egypt, um, you know, shut up or we're not going to give you the, you know, the 10 billion dollars or whatever it is we give you. Um, so this, of course, is immediate. This all part of the plan, and Rand Paul is right in there. He's on board. They've got him, and he's on board with the message. So he's there in the Senate saying, "Hey, if these people these people he said these people if they can't be civilized, then we should stop giving them money." John Kerry, who is not, you notice, he's not being invited anywhere. I'm not quite sure why, but they don't invite him to because come on he the show
0: because bores them stiff. Yeah, you're he's not the kind of guy, guy you want to have a drink with.
2: So he of course, has to protect the interest because the billion dollars, it's not like they give a billion dollars to Morsi and say, here's a check. No, no, no. Uh, there's a billion dollars that goes to other American companies to go build stuff in Egypt, Okay, like data centers and all this. Uh, there's a lot going on in uh, I mean, Egypt, really a lot of investment from the U.S., under the banner of, oh, you know, it's aid for you guys, bullcrap. It's going to U.S. and Western companies to build stuff. So Kerry has to defend that. And he's such a douche when he does it.
4: The Libyan government didn't do this. The Egyptian government didn't do this. What's happening there? The Yemen government sent its people to protect our people. And we helped negotiate the transfer of authority to this new government in Yemen. Now, are they having difficulties? Yeah.
2: Now, listen to this, John.
4: Go back and look at the United States of America in the 1700s. We had some difficulties. You know, we have to write
2: slavery out of the Constitution. What? Did we have to write slavery out? Was it in the Constitution? You can have slaves? As far as I
0: know. (laughs) Wait a
2: minute. The Constitution at one point said you can have slaves.
0: No, they had the. It was the voting thing where where a slave, a free man was worth so much vote, and the slave was worth less. And there was a bunch of stuff in the Constitution it wasn't like it was precluded. So we had to
2: write, but we had to write slavery out of the Constitution
0: Constitution right now. But I'm afraid. Well, actually, let me try going to my web stuff with uh, with Chrome and see if that prevents my.
2: Oh, uh, Going going to, uh, oh, you're
11: rolling, pitch.
2: oh, you're rolling on Chrome today instead of Firefox. Very good. Well, I not. I haven't. Uh, yeah.
0: well, let's,
2: oh, we'll wait. We'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: no, I, well, you want me to go to the yeah. Constitution? Yeah, yeah. Don't you have it? Uh, don't you have your little book there? And, uh, no, I'm gonna Google. I just don't understand. I I cannot. I don't know what he's talking about. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, he's
2: saying we had to write slavery out of the Constitution. I I, I don't.
0: Article. Well, okay, here it is. I got a good little thing here. Everyone's saying uh, the three, fi- three fifths rule for constitutional appointment? topics. Blah blah blah. Origin of, uh, slavery is a prominent part of the United States history. La la la. Uh, origins of slavery. I mean, you know, Constitution. By the time of the Constitutional Convention, slavery in the United States was a grim reality. The census. Okay, in the Articles of Confederations, uh, there's not a mention of slavery. The states were represented in Congress by state. Blah blah blah. Great movement, the declaration of independence, doesn't say anything. I'm not, I I just came up in the uh, search, but it's not giving me what I'm looking for. But we are just we're continue with this, with the thing. Difficulties.
4: You know, we have to write slavery out of the Constitution and a bunch of other things. And it takes time. The arrogance of suggesting that we're going to judge whether or not they're civilized today or tomorrow, because a mob or a bunch of militants take matters into their own hands would would just be the most, you know, sort of self-defeating, narrow effort you could possibly conceive of. Pakistan. I I don't know. I'd ask the senator. Has he ever been to Pakistan? (laughs) Has the senator ever been to Egypt? Hey, bitch. I asked the senator, has the senator ever been to Egypt? The senator doesn't want to answer. I presume it means he hasn't been. <laughs> he had to go to Egypt and see what those people are struggling to do. That was a revolution in Tahrir Square. Now, okay, this was a revolution, John. What kind of revolution was it in Tahrir Square? Square. And it wasn't an Islamic revolution. It was a generational revolution. A bunch of young people with with smartphones tweeting each other and Googling... <laughs>
0: God, this they were guy's an idiot. Here is. The revolution. I got, okay, the is the in the constitution in a few key places. The first is the enumeration clause where representatives are apportioned. Each state is given a number of representatives based on its population. That population includes slaves or other persons counted as three fifths of a whole person. The compromise was fought by the North. Uh, blah blah blah. In Article One, Section Nine, Congress is limited, expressly for, from prohibiting the importation of slaves before eighteen o eight. Yeah, so there was there was enough in there that it had to be written out, which okay. was amendment right, 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 slaves. Okay, well, he's good. not wrong about
2: that. Okay, now no, we we learned something.
0: There we go. I don't know how much we learned, well, but, well, uh,
2: I, I learned that uh, there's some stuff in there, but it doesn't matter because if you want to start a revolution, you just have to Google. That's what, yeah, I, that's what I really learned. Learn. Yeah, not Facebook. No, you Google.
0: You just Google. Uh, well, we're, well, he brought that up. I do have a clip that kind of fits into this, which is the rundown of riots in Cairo with added tidbit. Which oh, I another think, tidbit. It's got another tidbit, a bit of a tid.
3: Dan in Tunisia was stormed by demonstrators, and one person was killed during protests in Lebanon. There's concern that extremists hostile to the West may be exploiting the situation. From Cairo, the BBC's Middle East editor, Jeremy Bowen, reports.
13: On the banks of the Nile, more tear gas and more stones. Protests that started here in Cairo on Tuesday night are still going on and have spread across the Arab Middle East and beyond. The police fired repeated volleys of tear gas to keep them away from the U.S. Embassy. The target here and in other countries because the anti-Muslim film they hate so much was produced in America. The anger about the film is still a driving force. Here in Cairo, other grievances, including hatred of the police, have been grafted onto it. This is about a lot more now than... The film and dislike of America—it's got tied up with the fractures in Egyptian society since the revolution. This has been an unhappy place, and those splits are getting wider. <laughs> it's an unhappy
0: place. So the guy said, mentions the police. Yeah, you know, this is what happened in yeah. London, of course, yeah. underreported. Though all yeah. those riots that burnt down that block in yeah. in London. Uh, they hate London the cops. <laughs> it was the yeah. cops. They yeah. hate the cops. They hate yeah. the cops here too. Yeah. This the, this anti-police thing, which is which is massive. Around the world is really underreported, and I think has a lot to do with what's going on. Yeah, to say the least. In fact, another clip I have, which kind of is weird, which makes you really wonder about the movie, is the one uh, German embassy attacked, and and then they re kind of the the news media they kind of restructure and re uh, yeah, because they
2: got to make the film fit the German the German embassy
13: attack, right? Yeah. So here's a clip. Yeah. in khartoum sudan's capital protesters broke into the german embassy america's western allies are being blamed too in every muslim country the violence as well as the film appalls plenty of people but what's happening is also tapping into assumptions that the west is against them later they attacked the british embassy and moved on to the u.s compound and the storm caused by the film ended another life In Tunis, at least two demonstrators were killed as the U.S. embassy was stormed. Later, the American school was burnt down. (laughs) Across the region, local factors are also feeding the anger. In Tunisia, this could be exploited by hardliners known as Salafists who are agitating against more moderate political Islamists who won the election after the revolution.
2: Okay, this this is very important. The guy brings up the Salafists... Because this is, you know, that a major Salafist, um, uh, oh, what do you call him? Imam. Imam, I think, was murdered in in one of the stands just uh, a few days ago. And this is, so as a side note to all of this, this is a huge problem for Putin, what's taking place now. Because the uh, he has all of the stands... Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, you know, all of these places, huge Salafist Muslim population. And now they're all getting rowdy, which he has to deal with as well. So there's so many different angles to this, which I mean, it's we we are in a unbelievable. It's great for the show. As, l- as long as no one is attacking Camp Mofo in Austin, this is great for the show.
0: Well, there's not that many Salafists now. People should be reminded, and you should look it up. It's S A L A F I S T, and this is what was. This term has finally come into mainstream media. Yeah, yeah. Although two or three years ago, you'd never heard it before, and then people would always refer to the Wahhabists, and the Wahhabis are part of the the larger Salafist movement, and the Salaf, or Salafist, and the Salafists are uh, are, are are the extreme. Uh, and they're not part of the uh, of the um, uh, Al Qaeda or anything else. No. Which, and, and curiously, if people really want to do some work on this, if you really look into Al Qaeda uh, and uh, Bin Laden, you'll find that they were Sufis which is makes no sense to anybody who has a superficial look at this but you'll find that that's true it's actually one of our listeners about a year and a half ago told me this and i looked it up and it was all true and 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 sufis are also the the mystics that are hated by the sunnis and the shiites But but for some reason i this whole thing is crazy Mm -hmm. and and sufis are also as the mystics are also minimalist in a lot in a lot of ways and that's why osama's Encampment was so minimalist. It's like a, it's like a place yes. Steve Jobs would live. Yeah, you know, a bed on the floor, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this whole thing is a, is really more of a, a kind of a, a struggle within the uh, the as the Muslims they call it the UMA or which is the massive community of all Muslims. And we're just it, you know I don't know if we're playing it or we're or we or we're trying I, I, I to. I don't th- I think I don't we're think, trying. I
2: don't to. think we really even understand. I think the policymakers don't really even understand this stuff. They don't care. I don't. I don't. I think it's it's complicated material. I don't think the the Obama administration. I don't. I don't think they really understand it. I don't think the Romney people give a crap. That's just, you know, if Romney gets in, it's just like having Bush in. It's going to be the same mofos. It, the whole thing is effed. And what I find interesting is that report. Did you hear how that? Re- it was almost like a World War Two newsreel. Did you hear that? Did you hear how? Yeah. They, and and listen to this. One. This is from uh i have from uh, in antwerp now, antwerp has a huge huge muslim population and they got all rowdy and were starting to riot but listen to the, how this is reported from the uh the belgian international news department
14: an unauthorized demonstration in protest against... I love unauthorized, unauthorized... demonstration. unauthorized demonstration must cease immediately. This
2: is this is completely out of 1984, but uh, just listen to it.
14: The anti-Islam video, Innocence of Muslims, resulted in rioting in the Hall district of Antwerp on Saturday night. A folkloristic pageant was planned, but troublemakers <laughs> encouraged people to turn out to protest by texting. These are the scenes of the Tirhauts at first the demonstrators shouted slogans, but when one youth was arrested the atmosphere turned nasty and the police had to intervene. Troublemakers were isolated Troublemakers. and detained and all <laughs> over a hundred people were arrested.
2: Now they show some footage of people getting clobbered and then all of a sudden...
14: By nightfall, calm had returned to the streets of Antwerp. Local residents enjoy the fine summer weather and have a barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on, citizens. All is well. We have packed the ugly
2: Muslims away. (laughs) Where did you get that? From the Belgian news. Hey, citizen. Hey, citizen. It's okay. Carry on. Carry on. Everything's okay. It's all fine. Oh, dude. I, I, can I just play one you're more? you are on a roll. Yeah, I got one more. I got I got Romney. who he? He's such an idiot. This guy is such a douche. So, um, agent of the Democrats, uh, George Stephanopoulos, is grilling Romney. He's and he's try, All he's trying to do is checkmate him. Say, well, you're not better than Obama. That's 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 George's his job is to say, well, your policy is the same as the president's policy, only you're a rich a-hole and, and Obama is also, well, not quite as rich a-hole. But then Obama, uh, Romney says something so funny about uh, Ahmadinejad, because, of course, he needs to bring this back to Iran to make his uber lord Bibi Netanyahu happy.
9: Uh, policy also. Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel has suggested he wants more clear red lines from the United States. What is your red line with Iran? Well, my red line is uh, Iran may not have a nuclear weapon. Iran as a nuclear nation is unacceptable to the United States of America. President Obama said exactly the same thing. He said it is unacceptable Mm -hmm. for Iran to have a nuclear weapon. So your red line is the same as his. Yeah, and I, I laid out what I would do to keep Iran from reaching that red line. I said that crippling sanctions needed to be put in place immediately. That combined with standing up with Iranian dissidents, the president was silent. When dissidents took to the streets in Tehran, the president was silent. In in addition, I think Ahmadinejad should have been indicted under the Genocide Convention for incitation to genocide.
2: Hey man, (laughs) incitation to genocide. He should be indicted under the Genocide Convention for incitation of the genocides. (laughs)
0: Oh,
13: man. What an idiot.
2: So the, so the genocide, maybe he means Geneva Convention, but the genocide, there is such the a... The
0: Genocide th- Convention. Hey, we're having a genocide <laughs> convention over here at the Albatross Pub.
2: So there is such a thing as a, there is a convention against genocide. It's not generally known as the Genocide Convention. And Iran is certainly not a part of it. But then to say, for incitation, what is he? what, is he, what does that even mean?
0: You know, he's, he's encouraging people to commit genocide. <laughs> Let me
2: just hear that one more
0: time. <laughs> to genocide. But your red line. Oh, crap. Hold on, hold on. The incitation.
2: The incitation, everybody. To genocide. But your red line. Ah, crap. Screw it. Anyway, the guy's an a-hole. Uh, so then there's the red line, the red line, the red line. Now, just before the show started this morning, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was on uh, Meet the Press with our friend uh, Bob Gregory. Is is his name Bob it's Chuck. Chuck. Chuck G- Gregory. And, of course, the question is, where's
15: the red line?
7: As a prime minister of Israel, has Iran crossed your red line?
15: Well, the and way I would say it, David, is they're in the red zone. Ooh, he's ratcheting
2: it up one they're in a football. Game.
15: And, oh, listen to him. You know, they're in the last 20 yards.
2: 20 yards, John, you nailed it. Oh. You can't
15: let them uh, uh, cross that goal line. You can't let them score a touchdown. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> what does he know
15: about football?
16: <laughs> I'm a
15: linebacker, baby. Unbelievable! So this is what it's come to. Because that would have unbelievable consequences, grievous yes, consequences. Yes, it would be seven would points. Rid of us all, of the world, really.
2: <laughs> of the world, the whole yeah, world. Yeah, seven
15: to nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the whole, no, that's only if you get the conversion. That's not true. true. You still have to to kick the field goal. So then he goes on field
0: goal. Field goal is three. It's not the same as a conversion. Oh, all right. Conversion
2: is one, correct? Right. You get six points. So he's he's saying it will be six zero if they have a nuclear bomb, not seven. So then he has to go uh, one step further than his red line, and he actually will will say now that uh, the people storming our embassies were. Iranian Iranian terrorist he doesn't say it like that but he kind of says it
15: I, I think Iran is uh, very different they put their uh, uh, zealotry above their survival they have suicide bombers uh, all over the place I wouldn't rely on their rationality you know you, you, since the advent of nuclear weapons uh, you've had countries that had access to nuclear weapons who always made a careful calculation of cost and benefit. But Iran is guided by a, a, a leadership with uh, an unbelievable fanaticism. It's the same fanaticism that you see storming your embassies today. You want these fanatics to have nuclear weapons. This is weapons? Yeah, of
0: course it's crap. First of all, a couple of things. One, where are all these uh, Ira- Iranian uh, suicide bombers? They're, they're, None of them. Zero. 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 They're roaming you. all over the place. Thank okay, you. that's one. Two, the if everyone knows that the uh, the mullahs are living in these huge compounds. They're loaded. They're essentially raping the country, stealing all the money, the tax money, and they're they're living a good life. In the end, yeah, they get to boss everybody around. They're not interested in getting themselves blown to smithereens so they can meet with some virgins they in, got the, in, a, in no, their heaven. No. No, they it, got it good. Right now. It's no, that's not the case. Bull crap. But then they're leading a good life, and they they are not yeah. willing to give it up for some what he, whatever he said is bull so, crap.
2: So may I ask you a question then? No, wait, 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 wait. Let me play the last little BB clip here. Uh, who now he's rubbing it in in Obama's face with
11: this? Can the United States and its allies specifically do to contain it?
15: well look I, I think people focus on the spark the spark of, of uh, uh, reprehensible and irresponsible uh, film is uh, is a spark but it's not it doesn't explain anything I mean it doesn't explain uh, 9/11 it doesn't explain the decades <laughs> of animosity and the grievances that go back uh, centuries
2: so he basically just said 9/11 but you know what he didn't say 9/11 2001 he could have just as easily meant 911 the one we just had where I sent my agents in to go kill Kill your guy. This is, this is at a huge, 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 high-level, high-stakes game. And the only question I really have is, and let us just presume that this, this um, you know, uh, Ir- Iran wants to, wants to wipe Israel off the face of the map. If we just take away those words for a minute, because I'm still not convinced that they have actually been said or they mean it, what is the problem? That Israel has with Iran, John. Do you, do you see what their problem is? Is it literally just because they keep threatening them, which is a valid reason? But what is the problem? If the There's got to be something else to it. There must be. It can't just be the religious angle. I, I, it, it's hard for me to buy
0: it. Well, we, this is what we do on our show. So we have a couple of years to figure it out, and we'd be the only ones who ever did. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it, yeah, if yeah, we watch enough of these uh, intelligence briefings, which, we'd watch which we watch, we lot try of, to do. We try to do. I'm sure that we will find it in there because I'm sure it's yeah. been discussed. Anyway, the red line <laughs> meme is everywhere
2: now. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Do you know where else the red line has been crossed?
0: A big red line. On the X Factor TV show.
14: Let's get reaction with the PR consultant, Max Clifford, who joins us on the line from Marbella in Spain. Thank you very much uh, for yes. joining us on BBC World, Mr. Clifford. First, uh, the palace is talking about a red line being crossed. Would you see it that way?
2: <sighs> this is about the William and Kate. The topless pictures. Luckily, we have taken the red line of uh, Israel and we've now moved it to Kate's boobies.
0: This is yes, great. And, and before we get to that, which I'd like to do because we do have, I have four clips. Yes. Let's uh, thank some. And producers. by the way, have we all have you? We all seen the pictures. Of course, we've seen the pictures. Yes. Yeah. And I'll say, let me just say this in advance as a tease for the next segment, which is, I think if there was complaining about anything, she really has a terrific butt. All she right. does. She has, like, her top is whatever it is. I mean, you know, you go to Saint-Tropez and everybody walks around like that. What's the big deal? The Brits are all upset. We do have a few executive producers to thank for today's show, <laughs> starting with uh, an Insta-Night, Robert Whoa. Brock. Hey, now. In, in Anchorage, Alaska, who follows this, the the new pattern of Insta-Nights not sending us any notes. We looked everywhere. Wow. This is, you know, I'm not complaining
2: about it, but this is... First of all, it's amazing to get this level of support.
0: Yeah, it's a 12-12-12. It's, a, it's 12. an instant night show, uh, 12-12-12. So he's going to be knighted today. But then without, without had, a note is just, wow. I mean, that's just
2: love. It's just like, here, I love you. I don't need to say anything else. Love you. Mean it. Carry on.
0: <clears throat> Keep calm. Carry on. And then in uh, New Lenox, Illinois, uh, David Goes came in with nine one three zero seven, and he... Uh, a, kind of more than made up for uh, rocks lack of a note. Uh, <laughs> let me just read some of it. It's too actually too long to read the whole thing. But he has a son who has autism, who he's giving the knighthood to, oh. and he has a number of interesting things to say about. It. Maybe we should just run this letter as a gl- linked on the show notes in its entirety. As a, as a whole, uh... as a whole, as a note, <clears throat> just post it and then, and then run it on the uh, as a link. I think that's a good idea. I I will do that. Um, I'll just read a few pieces. Uh, He he wanted to donate to the greatest podcast in the universe. The show's amazing. He's been listening every minute since his friend John Bell introduced him to the show earlier this summer. Uh, And he also promotes the show. He has, uh, uh, like I said, a son with autism. And he finds that the – he has this little interesting tidbit. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services alone – Approves both FDA and promotes CDC and legislates vaccines. Mm-hmm. If your child is hurt or killed by vaccines, pharmaceutical companies. We talk about this on the show. If you, yeah. you just start yeah. listening, but yeah. we have discussed this in, yeah, to an extreme about a year ago. Indemnified, you can't sue them. Yeah, uh, even though he mentions that there's been two billion in compensation since 1998. Well,
2: we you yeah, know, the- yeah, you get the compensation, but then you can't talk about it. That's yeah. that's the that's the deal
0: they make with you. So anyway, he uh, has a lot of thoughts on this, and we want to recommend you checking out the letter. We'll and, find
2: and, a we'll And uh, it. where is he from? He is from New Lenox, Illinois. And do you think it's his? His name is Goes or Hoos? Because if I look at it in a Dutch way, it would be Hoos. I think I've seen the name Goes. You think it would be Goes? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll be knighting his son Noah. Awesome, and he will be the. Uh, oh, we have to give him a cool title since he's autistic. The spinning knight of the no agenda roundtable.
0: Eh, you don't know that he spins. Oh, come on! If he's a, if he's if he's properly autistic, he spins. I don't think he wants to be called that.
2: Oh, Okay. Well, I'm. I'm. Hey, I I thought it would be a, a lovely extra title. Maybe that you don't find that offensive, do you?
0: Uh, I think it lacks taste. Okay. Uh, he mentions that the tax on every vaccine goes straight to the HHS coffers and they dole it out to their own, discre- on their own discretion without a jury of peers through some douchebag called a special master.
2: Mm. Do we know anything about this? I don't know anything about this.
0: We have to look into it.
2: You know, the, whenever we talk about vaccines, um, then it's you know, like 8 million emails and we're crazy and you know, Holocaust deniers and it just, it's just endless.
0: Endless. Anyway, so to his amazing boy, my kick-ass mama bear warrior wife, LJ, and our two other amazing human resources, please give a big-ass shut-up, slave. Uh, and to the Julie Gerberding, Kathy Sibelius, Tom Insel, Paul Offit, Seth Minikin, Anderson Pooper, Bill Gates, and the rest of the pharma pawns, a hearty douchebag. Okay, first let me do the... Uh, Shut up,
5: slave!
2: And then to that entire list... Douchebag! I made it extra loud. Extra love. Yeah. Doesn't need
12: some karma as well.
2: Yeah, give him some karma. Yeah, I'd love to give you some karma. Thank you so much. That's awesome. man.
12: You've got karma.
2: I think he sent this on nine thirteen, which was for our previous show, but I think it came in late. Right? Is that is that how yeah. the, the number yeah. came, he came up with the number? Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah, El Yoho. Yoho. Uh, from Woodbridge, Virginia, four four four. Remember the four 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 club? Uh, it's, uh El Yoho, soon to be Sir Yoho. I've had a few too many, and I oh. I've had a few too and I made a <laughs> drunk donation from my phone. Hope outworks your guys. Deserve it. I'm trying to propagate and tell these douchebags that the election is bullcrap. The Rooney nuts think <laughs> he's going to win, but I know he's not. It also makes me so mad. I c- they can't see through this crap. Anyway, takes for being the best plus in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> what it says it says podser well something okay awesome. uh leonard smalls awesome. in bronx in the bronx new york new york city 444 uh he's leonard small yes start listening to the best caught podcasting universe two months ago and he's already up to 444 and like a flame to a moth. Haven't missed an episode. I usually download the show via iTunes but for this I'll be listening live from the stream. Can I have a Shitison karma for my friends and family and a douchebag? Give the douchebag bag first. Coworker Ms. Marsh who hit me douche in the mouth bag. without, ever, without ever donating Ms. Marsh. <laughs> Lastly I'd like to recommend two documentaries. Yes Men 1 and 2 and the two characters in the movie in the on the World Bank, George Bush and FEMA by revealing their true identities to the media. I only mention this. Because why? Because, one, the character is a professor of mine who inspired me to be a critical thinking human resource. The duo's efforts inspired the Guggenheim Foundation to give them money. The value for value model is sound. But if John's cycle theory is correct, you guys are going to need a plan B. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it's uh, learning how to play the slide whistle and the kazoo uh, at time, the same while time. having a
0: symbol. <laughs> so, Sir okay. Keith. well, hold on, yeah. hold on. I gotta do the oh,
2: uh, a... hey citizen. Uh, you've got oh, karma, right?
12: right. Hey citizen, you've got karma.
0: That's definitely our new one. Our citizen, citizen. Uh, Sir Keith Edwards in Gilbert, Arizona, two hundred nine seventeen. It's been a while since I donated. Keep up the great work and send some karma to herself at home. What? And belated birthday wishes to Adam. I, I don't okay, send some karma to herself at home. Whoever is—is is Sir Keith a her? No, Sir Keith is not a her. Maybe well, it's to his her is herself, his know. wife. We're gonna send it. That's for sure. Here it comes.
12: You've got karma.
0: And finally, uh, associate executive producer goes to Jeff Long Creighton, or Crichton, Nebraska. Two hundred bucks twice a week. I'm thoroughly entertained and informed with the world's news, best news and analysis, which I can't get anywhere else. This is true and it's mm-hmm. pathetic, isn't it? Please accept this donation as a token of appreciation for how much I value your podcast.
2: Oh, no. Thank you. Actually, we have one more donation, John. Uh, uh, Sir Jean Naftulieff uh, was in town. Ah, yes, Sir Gene, yes. and uh, and he invited Ms. Mickey and I to lunch, and uh, he so he uh, treated us to a lovely lunch and gave us uh, $200 uh, in cash donation. For us to be, uh, for him to be an associate executive producer on episode four four four, and he only had one request. Yes, he wanted me to play this. Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Because he thinks that's if, bullcrap. He never requested that's that. He, that's exactly what he asked for. Uh. And and the, well,
0: Paul Ryan should <laughs> be donating to.
2: And the reason why he asked for that is because he thinks it's funny how you get all riled up when I play it.
0: I don't get riled up. Okay. <laughs> That's bull crap I get riled up. <laughs> I love
2: it, I love it, I love it. Alright, so thank you very much, uh, Sergi. And he also gave me a lot of he gave me a lot of information. Which I cannot attribute to him. I'll slip it in over the over the over the next, next, uh, next uh, hour next and a an half. What's that?
0: Oh, oh, is it gonna be all today? Oh
2: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, some of it's already without you knowing it, some of it's already been out there. This guy is you know who, who knows? <laughs> who knows about Don't ask any questions about Sir Gene.
0: Yeah, well Sir Gene's a good guy. He has a pet. All right, snake. so that'll be it for today's uh, executive producers. I want to thank them all and mention to everyone else to go to slash NA, slash NA, Show.com. Hit the donate button also. Nation.com has a donate button, a separate kind of a backup donation site. Um, and you can help us out for show 445 coming up uh, next Thursday. We uh, can use all the help we can get.
2: And it's our, when is our, isn't our fifth anniversary coming up real soon? It's coming up. Yeah, coming up. Coming up. Okay.
0: We appreciate all of the help and all.
2: All you have to do is go to dvorak.org slash n a and of course we always appreciate you doing the simple thing of propagating our formula
15: our
1: formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth
2: yeah everybody come on say it now
0: shut up Hey, uh, be, be, yep. before we go into the uh the boob sca- the boob gate. Oh, I wasn't going to go there right now actually. The boob gate? No, I wasn't
2: going. I was going to do a little follow-on to uh
0: Well, I wanted to do the follow-on to explain what I what JC came up with is the theory why Romney's not going to give up his uh taxes or okay, doesn't want to. So
2: can I can I guess because I've been thinking about this? Yes. Yeah, we we tease this now. Uh, of course, uh, we had the the, the the logical ones, which is, oh, it's probably going to be because he has multiple wives. He has 13 dependents he's trying to deduct. I uh, have thought about this. My belief would be he doesn't want to show his previous tax returns because it will come to light that he has not been a good Mormon and given all of uh, the 10% of his income tithing for the church did i nail it did i nail it exactly yeah, yeah you yeah. did yeah yeah
0: but, and you know why because I, I that's actually as soon as he said it i said oh makes you know, sense right deny that but it would destroy the mormon church because yeah. all these poor people that give 10 the 10 percent is the tithe in the mormon church yeah and their promise is that look we're going to send you on these things or we're going to put you through school we're going to do all these things for you but you now owe us 10 percent of your yeah. income forever yeah and if more, if the richest of the rich say, eh, you know, 5% is good enough. Three. <laughs> that's that's so enough. The Catholics only want three. Why do you want 10?
2: But I believe that he, in what he showed on his tax returns that he did make public, I think that he it didn't even amount to 10% on those. I think. I think. I, I remember well, reading something like it never came to that. light. I haven't yeah. seen
0: any publicity about this. But it would be very embarrassing. So, you know that um, the... I, although I think that 13 wives is funnier. Yeah, it's much
2: better. Well, there's not 13 wives, just 13 dependents. <laughs> That'd be good too. So uh, you, you you saw the brief from uh, the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security uh, right after the uh, the the Muslim Arab Spring, the Day of Rage uh, uprising, the uh, uh, Arabian Fall of Anger, whatever they're calling it. They haven't come up with a <laughs> snappy name yet. You know, they're they'll trying. Come to up come up with something. they come up with something. So you saw the warning, right? Warning, warning, no, warning. Warn- oh yes, warning, 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 warning. Yes, look for violence in America. Violence in America. Violence in America.
10: Violence. Where are we going to
0: see it? I haven't seen it.
2: Are you
10: kidding oh, wait me? Oh, hello. We're, 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 we're are hello? Welcome back, everybody. I want to get you up to speed on some breaking news that we have just into the MSNBC newsroom concerning some different university campuses around the country. First, I want to start with what we're learning out of the University of Texas in Austin. Hello, this was my backyard. Hello. It is, uh, Did you go a visit? Listen. Evacuation right now evacuate. from campus evacuate. orders evacuate. due to threats that they received there on campus. Now, this is according to evacuate. the AP, saying that a man reportedly placed these bombs all over their campus. They reported this so they are, in effect, trying to evacuate accordingly. Now, apparently this call came in around 11.35 this morning where they received a call from a, ma- uh, a male uh, claiming to have placed these bombs over campus. He said at the time uh, that these would go off in roughly nine minutes Uh, uh, now they again evacuated the campus buildings and we're going to work to get more information and details on that but yes lovely so um... yeah
0: and of course that wasn't the only school that's the joke of it
2: no no I, i there were three other schools i cut that out um, yeah, but they're all over the place. So I didn't, we didn't, you know, we're just like hanging out in the morning. We, had, we start getting emails and phone calls from all
0: over the world. Are you guys okay? Are you okay in Austin? <laughs> what, oh my, you, what are you guys li- living on the campus in a, in a, in a uh, garbage can or yeah,
2: what? We, didn't, you know, we don't watch the news. Not, not you know, until it's time not to this, work.
0: Dang, I mean, why would they not think there's bullcrap. anything going on that would bother? Are people, listeners to our show? No, no,
2: no. Not listeners to our show. Oh, no family. No. Lose faith. No sleep. No zombies. You know, friends, real friends who are zombies. Like, oh, are you, zombie you okay? Friends. Are you okay? You know, we're, so we're still waiting for it to blow up. Uh, interesting side note that the University of Texas had had, I think, three or four drills for exactly this scenario uh, in, uh, in the past couple of weeks. And you do know that the University of Texas also has a nuclear reactor, so you have to be very, very afraid.
0: Very, oh, afraid. yeah, there's one at very. Cal, too. Yeah, yeah, Berkeley. They, which is just uh, ironic in since it's a nu- nuclear, uh, nuclear, nuclear, nuclear free, free, zone free zone in Berkeley, but Cal's got a little reactor.
2: So that's just a call in that they did. But of course, what the FBI really did to just accentuate their point was, you know, another one of these.
8: Lisa. Federal authorities say a teenager planned to blow up a bar in Chicago. FBI agents say an 18 year old tried to set off a car bomb outside a bar in downtown Chicago. They arrested that teen last night. Officials say undercover agents pretended to be extremists and gave the teen a fake bomb. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Chicago says the public was never at any risk. That teen is now charged with attempting to use a weapon of mass destruction and attempting to damage or destroy a building with an explosive.
2: How many times do we have what? to do this? How many times this? is
0: this going to go on the setup. It's- hey, kid. Yeah, man. yeah what's hey, up, dude? Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Yo, I'm stoned, man. What, what do you want? Hey, hey man. You wanna You want to take this bomb and put it in your car? No, no. Just take this button that'll blow up a, uh, a bomb. Oh, I'm uh, not really in the mood, man. No, no. Just just take it. Hold it for a second. Ready? Just hold it. Now push the button. Oh, man. Yeah, push you're it. You're oh. Terrorists. Terrorists. Terrorists.
5: Terrorists. Terrorists. Terrorists.
0: Terrorists. Terrorists. So, meanwhile, the underreported stuff versus what's going on with o- Occupy, especially in Chicago, where they've attacked the Obama headquarters again, like they did in Oakland. They did it again. And nobody's talking about this, but they did it again. Yeah, the Obama headquarters have been attacked, it was done last week, and wow. uh. You know, in in Chicago, they've been attacked, and and Oakland's got some action going on yeah, right now. Yeah. all the occupy stuff. You have to go to their website to see what's going on, and they'll tell you everything. Well, they had but the one year anniversary. No news media is covering this again. No, and no of course it not. And why doesn't? And the thing that's weird is you think the Republicans would jump on this because you know the Democrats supposedly you know said, well, occupies, you know, they're bitching about the bankers and the Republicans, and meanwhile they're attacking Obama's headquarters and. You'd think the Republicans would say, look, they've turned on their own people. I mean, you think they'd use this this whole thing. It, 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 the whole media is... is, is broken. It's broke. It's totally broken. Here's a news story that, on the Telegraph. Did you, you see this? When this came out nowhere, nowhere in the United States. Battleship, aircraft carriers, minesweepers, and submarines from 25 nations are All converging is, on the strategically yeah. important Strait of Hormuz. Yeah, for an exercise... For an exercise, as Israel and Iran, <laughs> Iran, it says this in the Telegraph: as Israel and Iran move towards the brink of war.
2: Yes, the script is in. Move. Western towards. leaders
0: are convinced that Iran <laughs> will retaliate to any attack by attempting to mine or blockade the shipping lane, mm-hmm. which of course kills them. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm going to protest by shooting myself in the head. None of this makes any sense. Uh, No, no. And by the way, warships from more than 25 countries, how much? We're doing a heck of a business in these warships. Britain, France, and Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, they have warships? The UAE has warships? Apparently. Jeez. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No, this is, uh, I saw the same ones. I've only really seen it in the Telegraph. I haven't seen... uh...
0: I've no, it nobody's talking
2: about. No, no. It's only in the telegram.
0: However, 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 luckily, we have Kate's boobs. Yeah, yes. Well, you want to see? If we have to run down our article yeah. here. Let's please, I please,
2: think- John. I, 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 I have a feeling you have been doing some investigation. And may I just say, as an aside, I totally agree. That shot where she's bent over and you're looking at her butt—that's awesome. And she's known for her butt.
0: She has a gr- one of the really world class butts. It's a it's a it's a, it's a butt of, of beauty. No, it's like really, it's one of those that they would sell pictures of. It's really, yeah. really well, it's they, perfectly they shaved. do sell It's not pictures. too big, not too small. It doesn't have, it doesn't hang. It hasn't got bulges and I got oh, cellulite it bubbling all oh, over it. it. No
2: time. boils. No, give you it. Got <laughs> no boils on it. It's, it's on I tell. a no boil butt, <laughs> which in our world of old guys is a big deal. Yeah.
0: Hey true. man. Hey man. Hey. So let's. I got let's a no-boil because I have a commentary on here that just really galls me. In fact, when I listen, to, when I get to part two of these clips, I get mad. I get angry. What
2: are we? What are we playing here? Are you? You're gonna well, get angry. William and Kate's boobs. You're gonna get really angry. I, I can't Not wait. Not on this one. On the next one. All right. Cool.
14: It was a day to be demure. Friday, the Muslim holy day. William and Kate were making their first visits to a mosque. Kate's head was covered. They both removed their shoes. At that stage, they'd heard about, but not seen the photographs. They were said merely to be saddened by the incident. But after they'd left the mosque, officials started to receive copies of what the French magazine had published, and the intensity of the reaction suddenly changed. Instead of sadness, there was fury. Officials who are used to dealing with the media started talking about a red line having been crossed. William instructed his spokesman to issue an official statement. It said the photographs had invaded their privacy in a grotesque and totally unjustifiable manner. Then, tellingly, it invoked the memory of his mother. (laughs) The incident is reminiscent of the worst excesses of the press and paparazzi during the life of Diana, Princess of Wales, and all the more upsetting to the Duke and Duchess for being so. Mmm.
0: I love the red line in there. That's cool. Well, whatever. It's no big deal. So now play William and Kate Part 2, and
14: then I get mad. Okay, all right. Stand back, everybody.
3: Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful.
2: uh,
14: the relationship Diana, Princess of Wales, had with the press was a complicated one. Her friends say she was constantly hounded, and the same thing must not be allowed to happen to Kate. I have seen what damage is done by a constant intrusion into your life. How impossible it is to, to relax and have downtime. If you've always got it at the back of your mind, perhaps there's a camera there. These people are humans.
0: Perhaps there's a camera there. You mean like the general public in the U.K. that has cameras everywhere during their downtime looking at them 24-7? You mean like that? Come on. Is that what she's referring to?
2: No, I think she's referring to no, just no, celebrity photographs. No, no, she's referring to that's so
0: terrible to have cameras pointed at you during your downtime. Play the third clip, the one that's the punchline. <laughs>
14: you know, yes, they're the royal family. Yes, they lead a life of immense privilege. But they should be allowed to have complete privacy when they're not doing their duty. (laughs) Really?
0: Complete privacy when they're not doing their duty? You mean like being at a pub or doing something after work? The British public has to put up with these cameras pointing at them 24-7? You mean like that? Is that what she's talking about? Because that's what it sounds like she's talking about to me. This is bullshit. They should have cameras on them the way the public has cameras on them in England. 24-7... And they can shove it if they don't like it.
16: John C. Devorex,
0: pet peeve of the day. Hell yeah, brother! Preach, preach! Yeah. <laughs> and he throws a just saying after it as well. And then you got the final thing, which I have, which is my, which I thought was just an eye roller. They go on and on. The BBC spends the whole show on this stupid story because the woman has her tits exposed. So what? So then, so you get this crap.
3: It's a very harsh lesson, sadly, that Kate has learned this way. It was perhaps a little naive to think that they might be entirely alone. They're reported to have flown on a commercial airline to France, and no number of baseball caps and sunglasses are going to properly disguise them. So people knew they were there. Of course, you hope that you're private. There is an expectation of privacy. Perhaps there was a false sense of security by staying at a family member's chateau, but I don't think she'll be going topless again. Victoria Arbiter, thank you very much indeed for joining us with that episode expert analysis oh,
0: oh, an expert analysis <laughs> oh thank you for the expert analysis as you twit
2: jeez hey I think our expert analysis was better it's, she has a no boil butt thank you Mr. Messieurs Dvorak and Curry for your expert analysis uh, Mr. Dvorak have you uh, uh, do you have any more uh, analysis of uh, of the boobs
0: of the, of the douchebags at the BBC? No. <laughs> no.
2: Meanwhile, in the same Gitmo Nation East, um, you know, this kid who uh, wrote this thing on his Facebook about the, the six British soldiers in Afghanistan, I want to read this to you, because he has been found guilty and will be convicted, possibly thrown in jail for the following post on Facebook. People gassing about the deaths of soldiers... What about the innocent families who have been brutally killed, the women who have been raped, the children who have been sliced up, your enemies where the Taliban were the, tel- the Taliban not innocent harmful families. All soldiers should die and go to hell. The low life fucking scum. Got a problem, go cry at your soldier's grave and wish him hell because that's where he's going. Granted, not nice.
0: <laughs> no, I would say
2: that's lax taste. Yes. Uh, but he's been found guilty by an English court. For what? Well, let me, let me see if I can give you the exact sentence. This is uh, again the BBC. A teenager has been found guilty of posting an offensive Facebook message following the deaths. Uh, let me see if there's an actual... Here it is. Um, District Judge Jan Goodwin said Ahmed's Facebook remarks were, quote, derogatory, disrespectful, and inflammatory. I guess that's illegal now. And uh, he will be uh, he will be sentenced for his guiltiness of being derogatory, disrespectful, and inflammatory. That is apparently against the law. And please, you know, he just did it on Facebook. Imagine if you do it in one of those cameras catches you doing it. Ho ho ho!
0: They execute you. Yeah. Off with his head.
2: And in uh, in Texas, we had our own little shut up slave moment. And uh, I think the people are are not understanding exactly how messed up this is um listen to just a, a, a bit of a report what happened is a, a, a mom who uh, upper class neighborhood somewhere in uh, i don't know uh, i don't know where, somewhere not near here somewhere in west texas uh, so they have like a cul-de-sac and uh, the kids are out there on their scooters uh, roaming around and she gets picked up for endangerment of her children
16: orange jumpsuit in a cell
3: slam the door for 18 hours. Tammy Cooper says her kids, ages nine and six, were riding their scooters around the cul-de-sac where they live while she sat in her front yard and watched from a few feet away. A little while later, she says, a LaPorte police officer pulled up. I went out there to see what he was here for and he says, no ma'am, we're here for you.
16: I said, oh really? Why? And that's when he proceeded to tell me that he had received a call from one of my neighbors. That um, my kids were outside riding their scooters and supervised. Said, "Well, ma'am, turn around, put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest for child endangerment."
2: So what I find interesting, and of course everyone's outraged by this, you know, because she was she was watching, she was watching her children.
3: Cooper says the allegations are absurd, and she insists her kids were never alone.
16: No, I was out there the entire time.
2: So this is what what irks me about this is what it's become about is that she was supervising her children.
0: I I know exactly where you're going with this. I'm going to agree in advance, but keep going.
2: I mean, how ridiculous is this that these kids can't just be outside by their own unsupervised, goofing off, roaming around? Since when did this become
0: a problem? I've never heard of such a thing. It's ridiculous. Well, the Child Protection Service... When I was a kid... (laughs) When
2: I was a kid... I tell you exactly, and this is why the slide whistle has a Pavlovian response with me. (coughs) When I was a kid, when I was six, this, oh, no, no, I'll tell you how to do it in a minute. When I was six, even five, I'd be outside. It was until the streetlights came on, or if it was summertime, then my mom, and it wouldn't matter. I could be roaming anywhere around the streets, just as long as I looked up and down the street so I wouldn't get hit by a car. They would do a, they had a slide whistle. My parents had a slide whistle. They did? Yep. And they did a bosun whistle on me, and that meant it was time to come home. Can you do this?
0: No. I uh, I, can't. I actually have a bosun's whistle, which I've not brought into the play, but. It's like like that. Those are very
2: loud. The way it's like. That's kind of a bosun. It's like. I'd I'd have to practice. But that's it, doo, doo, doo. and that meant come home. And you came home, and big deal. And you were out, and you were, you know, you're rolling in the mud, eating dirt. I right? mean, eating dirt. You know, remember not eating dirt, John? We ate dirt, right? Hey, and remember we used to
0: set fires to stuff. Anyway. So, what was the thing with the ch- was it was a child endangerment that they're yes. nicked her with? And this is what the ch- this is horrible. Yes, child
2: protective services. You know, th- oh, especially in.
0: Texas, they're totally yeah. corrupt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Down there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they, I think they just grab these children and sell them. Or eat them. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's that, of course. I'm
14: gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah,
5: on oh, No Agenda.
0: We actually have a pretty low uh, number of people that gave us a well-wishing yeah, I'm, I'm donations glad, yeah, I'm today. I'm glad we got our four four four
2: uh, nights in there. That was nice. Y- yeah, that's yeah. a plus.
0: Jesse Wilson in Hobart, Indiana, 111.11 dollars 11 Unfortunately, the karma didn't work to get the courts to pay me my money faster. Ooh. guess the go- government is karma resistant. I'm sure no. it is. Oh no no I'm no no no. I didn't no. talk to my friend and haven't heard from. I have that I haven't heard from in a year. So karma, please. Oh Adam, why catch up on the Shows, because all the stuff you two talk about is so important and beneficial. Jess.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, remember we used to have rock fights where you throw actual rocks at each other? Did you ever do that, John? Yeah, and we yeah. also had
0: gun fights with with no real guns, but with B- cap guns. BB guns, BB now guns. if you have a cap gun, you're, you're like a you're a juvenile delinquent. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even sell cap guns anymore. You've
12: got <laughs> karma.
0: I remember rock fights. And then you know, they then had sh- some poor deaf kid who was, who was <laughs> whose name is Gunner or something and that and this, her, the her or his <laughs> sign for himself is like a little gun and they busted the kid in the grammar school for signing his own name or her as own gunner name. gunner yeah it was gunner a, i don't know if it's a guy or a girl like, so i can't remember
2: it's a gunner nelson matt and gunner nelson the the nelson twins ricky nelson's son is named gunner
0: well there you have it if you were deaf and you're you know you would have they sign is <laughs> a little it was like pointing a gun and shooting it and that was terrible I mean, this country is out of control.
2: Do you remember? But do you remember when you used to have a rock fight, and then eventually someone would get like a you know like a hole in his head, and then we'd be get like, hit by a rock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd be like, oh, dude, that was kind of dumb. Why were we doing
0: that? Because uh, it was fun. Yeah, rock fight. <laughs> snowball fights are probably bad too. Oh, those are. I'm sure those are illegal. Patrick oh. Sullivan in Sturgeon, someplace Cove. I need to stretch this. I out. I can't see Sturgeon it. Sturgeon yeah. County, Alberta, Alberta. We, our favorite place in Canada. Hey, did
2: you get that note that it wasn't just that? Um, uh, yeah,
0: northern Saskatchewan has yeah. a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, they got money, too. But no, who, northern Saskatchewan, come on. It's just probably being routed <laughs> through Alberta. Here's my payment for my summer yard work entertainment. As I ride around the acreage on my tractor and cut the grass, I listen to the show. My neighbors always want to know why I'm laughing so I can listen to you as I run the snowblower. Or soon, <laughs> soon, I'm yeah, sorry, soon. soon I can listen to you as I run the snowblower. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, we're glad you enjoy it. Gregory Sizemore in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Love the show, could use a shot of karma.
12: You've got karma.
0: $100 from him, also $100 from El Campiador. From the fifth column, a round of karma for everyone.
12: <laughs> Hookers for everyone. You've got karma.
0: And he's in. Lulu on the beach, Satellite Beach, Florida, Sixty nine, sixty nine. play the theme. Oh, I'm sorry, John, I, I, I'm,
2: I'm asleep at the wheel
0: here. Oh, my God. No, you can't even find it.
2: 69, 69, dudes. Yay! Swazzle
0: enough, everybody. Happy Swazzle enough. Yeah. Started listening to the show and have been thoroughly entertained. I'm sending in 6969 for buzzkill. However, just so Crackpot doesn't feel left out, I'm sending my favorite Belgian Soisant Neuf joke for Adam. Okay. Okay. Great. Can, Can you, mom- you going read it? I'll read yeah. it. Can the okay. Mom with
2: the 70 hobbies?
0: Beat <laughs> the punchline and we'll just leave it at that. Soisant Neuf and Pooper.
2: Wow, that was great. Thank you.
0: I'm, I'm guessing the joke is, can you tell me what my, your, what are your favorite hobbies? And the guy says, 69 and crapping.
2: <laughs> it doesn't translate. Forget about it.
0: I'm happy, uh, I'm happy with the system, joke. a mega, 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 Carmen. Shut up, slave for my human resources. They are still zombies in the public school system. My fourth grader uh, just learned their definition of govern in his homework last night. Govern to control the actions of or behavior of something or someone. <laughs> <laughs> Go
2: on. Is that That's probably the definition, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what he said us. That's what he got. That's what he sent us, the money. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Lulu on the beach. Uh, shut up, slave. Mega, mega, karma. Just a shut up for your human resource. Shut up, slave,
5: karma. All
12: right. Shut up,
2: slave.
12: <laughs> You've got karma.
0: <laughs> ah, do you think Lulu's male or female? This is uh, she's female. Oh, Lulu. Send pictures. St. Lou on the beach in Florida, please. Yeah. Saint Nicola Crest, Clarkson, Western oh, Australia. Saint Nicola. Sixty nine yeah. sixty nine. Hey, 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 hey. Barely got in. Hey, it's Saint Nicola the Nicola the night nurse with a drunk donation. Wow. Ah, okay.
2: Oh, I love drunk chicks.
0: Drunk chicks. Hey. Hey, I know it's early morning here, but what the heck, it's the weekend and I don't get a drop throughout the week. It's been a while since my last donation apart from my monthly subscription. Sorry. Hey. Are you guys serious about the limit of just three jingles per donation? Oh, I like the donation part very much and was wondering just how far people would go before you put a lid on it. Since it's then no longer an option, I want to take the whole thing to just another new level. I want John to hop on one leg while doing a slide whistle frenetically. While Adam tries to find the right buttons for a formal de-douching, that hasn't been done yet. A karma shout-out for the humankind and the best podcast in the universe, all while being completely cross-eyed. <laughs> for me being drunk, <laughs> Could you arrange that please I don't need a getting laid karma Because I'm getting plenty Including swazzle enough So I thought I owe you for that I love the sign off Love you heaps Laters babes
2: XOX <laughs> Alright so you've got to do a slide whistle And then I've got to do a de uh, uh, And, a, and a, Alright
12: go ahead <laughs> <laughs> You've been deduced. you thought
2: got karma The best podcast in the universe Alright, St. Nicole
0: <laughs> Yes, uh, Ron, Don Ripple in Dresden, Ohio 6048, belated happy birthday to Adam Since I made a $60 donation to John C And his birthday I feel compelled to do likewise for Adam 6048 Oh, nice 48 cents for you Stephen J. Nelson in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, 5110, Double Nickels on the Dime, Catherine Adams in Bellevue, Ontario, Ontario, <laughs> Ontario, yes, Ontario, Ontario, this donation is out of my smoking hot boyfriend's birthday, could we get some new order, world order and slide whistle action for a special day, much love from Katie Adams to Jordan Kada here in Canada's capital, Ottawa City. Uh, Keep up the media assassination, gentlemen. I want New World Order Karma. You've
5: got
12: karma.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, And I scroll down a bit. Um, uh, Paul Boyer in Leesburg, Virginia. Nice place. I've been there. 5360. I've been there. Yes, nice. Yeah. I'm giving you, my, it's a very nice place. I'm giving you my 10 cents for every elected official in the federal government. Oh. It's a 5360. I've been a listener to since Daily Source Code so show 107 years. Tomorrow, Monday, September 17th is the 225th anniversary of the signing of the U.S. Constitution. Who would know? I just released a book called The Original Counter-Argument, The Founder's Case Against the Ratification of the Constitution, adapted for the 21st century. That's a hell of a title. <laughs> it's a collection of essays by America's founders, including George Mason and Patrick Henry, that warn about putting too much power in the hands of too few people. I've translated their words into modern English to make them more easier to read today. By Please ask your listeners to support Liberty and purchase a copy at Amazon or go to planetboyer.com for more information. And please play Whoop'em with the Constitution and have a happy 225 birthday shout out to the U.S. Constitution.
2: You know that's uh that actually sounds like something that I I might want to read. Yeah, you should probably do want to read.
0: Okay. Uh, essays are great old yeah. essays.
2: Now, get out there and whoop Obama's behind the ah! ah! whooping, Whoop 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 whoop
0: Long. It's a little long. It's a little long. Should, I, I should ban it. Brad Doherty in Brooklyn, New York, fifty-one thirty. No comment. We can find. I don't think. Uh-huh. Justin Hilton uh, in the somewhere in the military. Congratulations on your fifth anniversary. No agenda is my favorite podcast by far. Besides the crackpot theories, I get the most value when you fill me in on what distraction of the week was meant to distract me from. In other words, less pussy riot, more pipelines. Keep up the good work and once again, congratulations. And 5130 is our congratulatory number. That's right. And and so Brad in Brooklyn.
2: That's that's our, uh, our fifth anniversary number?
0: Yes. Why, I had why is that art? It's, it, it's in the, one of the newsletters. I explain it in, in great detail. I don't understand. I
2: forgot. I don't read the newsletter. What did it say? oh really? <laughs>
0: Matthias uh, Merkert I think, in Landau. I think Matthias. Matthias. Merkert. Merkert. In <laughs> Landau, 50. Please send me some karma for my test in chemistry on Monday. Oh,
2: better living through chemistry. Totally agree with that.
12: You've got... Karma,
0: And a couple of our nights are Chris Slewinski and Sir Jason uh, Burke from uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta, uh, the rich town and (laughs) Richmond, Texas, right up by you. Fifty dollars each and that'll include our uh, our um, our broadcast day, our broadcast day. (laughs) And we thank
2: a hero protagonist for uh, doing the art once again for episode four, four, three. And for everyone who checked in for episode four, four, four. Uh, keep it going for uh, for us. Uh, we need to continue. Uh, a lot, a lot more of the smaller donations would be highly appreciated because we, you can tell, I was a little bit short today on the on that. But luckily, we had uh, our instant tonight and a couple other uh, nights checking in. So thank you so much. Uh, just to program your brain one more time. <laughs> <org> slash
5: na. <laughs> it's your birthday. Birthday.
2: Catherine Adams congratulates her boyfriend, Jordan Kata. Paul Boyer uh, congratulates the U.S. Constitution, uh, turning 225 years tomorrow on the 17th. And Lucas Ziva congratulates his girlfriend, Jana, or Jana. She turns 33 today. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your
5: birthday, yeah.
2: And then we have uh, three nightings to do. It's been a while since we've had that. That's good. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, you got it? Uh. <clears throat> no, I'll get mine. Hold on. Hold on a second. Here you go. There we go. Robert Rock, David Hoos, please send your son Noah forward. And El Yoho Gentlemen, the three of you have uh Entered a very specific club, very special, thanks to donations in the amount of one thousand dollars or more. In uh, Robert Rock's case, a uh, special twelve-twelve night. I hereby pronounce all three of you knights of the knowledge in the round table: Sir Robert, Sir Noah, and Sir El Yohu. Congratulations, gentlemen! Here is your hookers and blow, your rent boys and chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, or your wenches and beer, as you prefer. Thank you so much. It is appreciated because this is our value-for-value value model. We do not have any commercials uh just know we are not sponsored by anyone in any manner whatsoever only by you the listener uh for if you do not like it uh then we don't get paid and then uh, we stay on the true and narrow that's the system kind of works you are automatically steering us in the direction that you want the show to go is that a fair assessment
0: yeah they are the uh they're the, we're the customers to them not yes. like your normal Thank you. uh, Thank publication you. or podcast where where, they, where you, the listener, are, we should remind people yeah. of this. We don't yeah. do it enough. No, we don't. And that's why and donations classic, go
2: down when we forget to, to remind people.
0: We forget to remind people of all the reasons they should be donating. And one of them is, is that uh, in a conventional special interest publication, the actual product is the reader or in the case of a podcast it's the listener you are the product to those people because and then you are bundled as a product and sold as a product to the advertisers right and look that's at- the way that's a traditional media model yes now we uh think that's essentially in many ways it not not in all situations but for the most part when it comes to covering deep News analysis where you cannot afford to have any corruption built into the system. And that is totally a corrupt system. All you have to do is watch and see who the advertisers are on PBS. And you can see where, you know, that you, you're not going to see any negative ads about any of them. By the way, hello, negative coverage. hello,
2: advertising at all on, on PBS or on NPR, our national treasure. The, the model is corrupt by definition now. Yes, it's totally corrupt.
0: And so we do not allow any any of that to sneak into our to our methodology. We have no no subtext whatsoever. I mean, when we play an we do play ads to ridicule. Yes. Which and you could never do. No. You could can you, you could, imagine oh, any no, of these networks no, taking no. those those crummy drug ads no, and never. mocking them? Do you have one? No, not today. Oh. But I do have a I do have a couple of ads that are worth mocking. Okay. I have to say that <laughs> that Ford Yeah, Ford. Ford has... They had this show on called uh, Give Me the Gig Ford. What is is this show? What is this show? What is this show? Give Me the... Is it a reality show? Give Me the Gig Ford. It's to get a job working for the Ford Fusion rollout or something, Uh which I think is pretty close to happening. And... is uh, Is
2: this a hybrid thing?
0: I think... Yeah, I think there's the fusion hybrids, one of them. But whatever, yeah. it's beside the point. Yeah. Here's an example of how you embed ads. First, the, the name of the show has got the... It's called F- The Ford Show is what it's called, basically. <laughs> Ford Show. Right. Play the Ford, unfortunately, I have it spelled wrong yeah. here, but it's actually... Yeah, yeah, I, be I got yeah, it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I hit it. Now that all four artists have performed, Don, Chris, and Tom must choose who will be invited back to record with the state-of-the-art Ford Focus Studio.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I hear uh, uh, Diddy is going to record in the Ford Focus Studio next week. Ford.
0: Yes, yeah. Ford Focus. Not
2: Cheryl the Crow is uh, now. Can I? I want to say something about uh, cars for a moment. Um, you know that by 2015, every vehicle a uh, new vehicle that is produced will have to have a mile per gallon efficiency of, I think it's 52 miles per gallon. Or 52 or
0: 55. Yeah. I can't remember. One and, of the two.
2: And so, and of course, if, uh, if, uh, if Romney is elected president, this will, this, they'll kill this.
0: Yes, that's the only good yeah.
2: thing now, about Romney. But here's what I've told Mickey, because I've, I've been seeing this ad. Have you seen, this is the car I'm going to have to get. Because it's, first of all, it's affordable. It's the, um, Kia, Soul, Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. So I love this car.
0: But first, I, uh, hold I, on before you go. In, OK, I'm going to I have a counter. I'm going to talk you out of it, but but keep going.
2: OK, so first of all, I love the commercial with the with the it's like you're on acid and the mice are are doing a concert with like you know, classical music and he rips off his head and he's a mouse and he gets in the car and then he's like, you know, and it's like stars and stuff and the car. It's like it's great. It's a box. It has, I think, three cylinders. It's a stylish box. The, the speakers have green lights. It has a, 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 it has a GPS. And I'm telling Mickey, if Obama is reelected, you know, go ahead, you drive your your 1999 Range Rover. You're gonna get arrested. People will throw rocks at you because you're a big, you evil, ungreen girl. And I'm gonna be Mister. Acid, mouse on acid. I'm going to be driving in the little box. It's $14,000. So I think that's $60 a month. I think that is about the car. Co-
0: that's <laughs> about
2: right. <laughs> that is the car. Oh, 36 months. That is the car that I can afford. And I am telling you, this is what, if Obama is reelected, I am going to be driving this because I don't want to wait for people to shoot at me because I'm driving a big truck and I'm not green and I'm evil. Now, are you gonna you're going to talk me out of Texas, this car? So I
0: wouldn't even worry about that. But. Let me give give you my stories. First of all, so my wife, uh, I think she got for some reason rented a car or something. She got one of these things and she's the the soul, the Kia soul? The soul. And so she's raving about it and uh, It's an awesome car, absolutely. It's no. (laughs) So uh, I don't say no. I think she just drove it for a day. I don't know what she did. Or she just looked at it, or she likes she likes the car. Like she sounds like you actually. So I said, Okay, so I'm up in Washington, so I decide to rent one. You rented
2: a Kia Soul.
0: Yes. I'm jealous. Because she I... was so into this car. Okay. This car is a piece of crap. Oh. It is a tin can. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it, you at your height... You are going to die in this car. You will not like it. I thought Features. the car is. This it is cool looking. It's a cool looking little runabout. Yeah. I'd say that's true. Yeah. But it's got no padding in the seats. It's like your butt hits the bottom of the thing right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is no good, this car.
2: It has 15. By the way, I rented, <laughs> I, the other day I
0: rented a. I was somewhere and I rented a. I can't remember. I was in L.A. Yeah, and I rented the, the. I've always had an eye on this thing too. The because uh, Kia is owned by Hyundai, and Hyundai's. I thought Kia it, was. I Hyundai, thought Kia was Ford, actually. Kia, no, Kia is owned by Hyundai. Oh, okay, all right. Kia is owned by Hyundai. Hey, anyway, wait so, a minute! Wait a minute!
2: Its mile per gallon is not. Isn't it only going to be thirty five miles per
0: gallon? On what the Kia Soul? Yes. Yeah, you get better. You Ford Focus is your best. It's bet. not
2: even gonna. It won't even qualify
0: let me finish my story. So I rented a uh the the Hyundai Sonata or that really is their high end. It's their new super good look I mean, I think it's the one of the best looking cars on the road. It's a big giant beautiful car with a two cylinder engine or something. It's like was like, four. I don't know what the engine is, but it's a gutless wonder. I mean, talking about gutless wonders, you punch it and you wait. You know, you could you you hit the stopwatch button and wait. And it also uh, uh, chokes every once in so a while well when you punch it which is i don't like i like responsiveness to my cars and these korean cars just don't cut it sorry if you're gonna buy a puddle jumper get a toyota or a ford or something else well, I I wanted the crazy mice on acid. But, no, don't but, even think about that.
2: Well, I, seeing as it only gets thirty five. By the it's way, because we're not it.
0: sponsored by a bunch of advertisers, we have to worry about. I don't mind saying what I think about these cars. No. I don't like
2: them. No, that's great. I can't wait to hear you uh, do twit today because I think you're hosting the show and you'll have to read the Ford ad. That's going to be
0: awesome. Nope, the ads are all pre done by Leo. Oh. <laughs> Part of
2: the deal. You should just mention this little factoid though, right after that.
0: That what, about I don't like the Kia?
2: No. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, they would probably like that.
2: So um, I got a piece of legislation here that I've been looking at. And uh, now I don't know if I mentioned this because I think for three weeks I've had in the show notes that there's this rumor been going around that the White House, the president specifically, would come out with an executive order about cybersecurity because they, they can't pass a bill and there's a lot of money involved in this cybersecurity stuff and we have the the Lieberman uh, bill which you know then this the and the part of McCain is in there there's all these douchebags we've played many many clips of these total nincompoops who know nothing about cyber whatever and they it just it's just more control the private companies get to share your information so it's been struck down and uh, so we've been hearing There's been rumors that there would be an executive order for cybersecurity. Have you heard of this rumor, John? I think we
0: mentioned the rumor last show. So we did mention it.
2: Good. So I have uh, what is now uh, being passed around as a draft of the PPD, the presidential directive, of said order. Uh, So this is not an executive order yet, but it looks like this is what the executive order would be. I thought maybe we should review a few things.
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! A draft. This is that you've gone deeper than I can imagine. You actually have the draft of the, but not the executive order. No, it's the draft. It says pre-decisional draft. C I P P P D. Where'd you get that?
2: Um, I. Th- Think well. This is out there. This this came out on the net uh, two days uh, it's ago. It's
0: obviously out there just to get public comment. Okay.
2: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's uh, but it's out there. It's the it's version seven of the draft. Critical infrastructure protection. Purpose of this executive order to strengthen and maintain secure, functioning, and resilient critical infrastructure by updating United States policy to promote a national unity of effort for critical infrastructure protection. That right off the bat to me is like, whoa, that's some new world order crap. Unity of effort. Um, Federal government has a responsibility to protect its own critical infrastructure and mission essential functions and to organize itself to enable effective partnerships with and add value to the protection and resilience efforts. Remember, there's that resolve and resilience of critical infrastructure owners and operators. Um, And that's okay because it talks here about the policy identifying the energy sector as uniquely critical. But here's the problem. This executive order also says it identifies the communication sector as uniquely critical with key dependencies that cut across all other critical infrastructure sectors. So they want to have this directive, this policy, this executive order, Pertain to the communication sector. <clears throat> what, in your mind, is the communication sector? Uh AT&T, the backbone. I don't know. Oh, the internet, maybe I mean, it's everything. Yeah, the, the internet, internet backbone, it's just everything.
0: Yeah, everything. Every the phones, phone system, everything. But uh, yeah, everything, including uh, uh, radio.
2: So they will develop and implement an information exchange framework, so that that's where your information will be exchanged and shared. Um. And here's who's, who who thinks she's going to uh, <clears throat> to do all this. What uh, what outfit would you give would you give your your sensitive data and protection of your cyber infrastructure to? Well,
0: I would think you'd give it to Janet
2: Napolitano. Hey, 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 hey! Exactly. The Secretary of Homeland Security shall serve as the strategic coordinator for the national effort to enhance the protection and resilience. He hasn't
0: got enough to do. <clears throat>
2: Of the critical infrastructure of the United States. And this, of course, is pursuant to the Homeland Security Act 2002 uh, for the Secretary uh, of Homeland Security. She gets to do everything. This role includes coordination, John, with sector-specific agencies, which apparently don't exist yet, but they will exist. We need to hire more people. That's right. Uh, It will be the Secretary's responsibility to establish metrics to evaluate progress during... ...toward reducing known and emerging vulnerabilities. That's stuff that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> Including a feedback really? mechanism to foster federal accountability. Sure. Sure you will. So it's essentially... I, I, I got two more things here. The Department of Defense is responsible for planning, coordinating, integrating, synchronizing... ...and directing activities to operate and defend the Department of Defense Critical Infrastructure Information Networks... Uh, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, will play a critical role in reducing domestic terrorist threats and by law investigating and prosecuting actual or attempted terrorist or criminal attacks or sabotage. Pre crime.
0: Pre crime.
2: Total frickin' pre crime. Before it's a crime. <laughs> It's pre-crime. Department of Homeland Security will engage private sector, research, academic, and government organizations to improve supply chain security for technology and tools related to cyber-based systems. Cyber, cyber. What is a cyber-based system? I think I'm. I think I'm sitting on one right now. In addition to information security policies, directives, standards, and guidelines for safeguarding national security systems, it shall be overseen as directed by the president in accordance with that direction carried out under the authority of the heads of the agencies that operate or exercise authority over such national security systems. I.e., total, open-ended, vague language to give Janet Napolitano, Lucy, free reign over everything. So yeah, I agree with you. This was definitely leaked to see how it would come back because, I mean, I mean is anyone going to do anything about this, or are we just going to let this slide? I mean, if it's an executive oh, order, let's
0: let it slide. We you know the X Factor's <laughs> back on. And, By the way, know, the voice here is, comes, honey, boo boo. It's really funny. <laughs> the
2: voice is so much better than the X Factor. Hey, but did you hear who the judges are on American Idol?
0: Uh, they they put new people in. Yeah, I guess they fired a couple. Of guys. I guess Howard Stern is out. No,
2: he's not an American Idol. He's on uh, America's Got Talent.
0: Oh, <laughs> how can I make that mistake? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's amazing, isn't it? Just carry on and be a freaking zombie. The X
0: Factor, The Voice, America's Got Talent. Anyone can dance. You can dance. Dancing with the Stars. I mean, give me a break. What is wrong with this country? Let's have a look and see what's happening with Spain and Portugal. Hundreds of thousands of Spaniards from all
16: walks of life are due to gather in the capital Madrid in a mass march against government austerity measures. Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy continues to deny that his country will request a full-blown bailout as he prepares a further round of budget cuts. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Would if there's a massive response to our call to march from the Spanish people, which is what I hope, we will demand a referendum on these austerity measures and cuts. That way, we can avoid being ruled by the markets. <laughs> Madrid is under real pressure to help its faltering regions and avoid civil disorder. Further falls in house prices are adding to the insecurity. Neighbors Portugal are in similar straits, and anti-austerity protests have taken place in Porto, and more are due in the capital Lisbon and 25 towns and
2: cities across
16: the country over the
2: weekend. So this was a a report about kind of as it was starting to go. uh, In Portugal alone, I heard over 600,000 people were on the streets. And what's interesting is this is organized by the labor unions. This is not uh, the populists this is the labor unions who are I mean the whole it's such a mess right now it is such a mess in Europe and um, they remember just three days ago we played the clips of Barroso saying we're going to integrate we're going to you know pool everything all together and you know it'll take a little bit of time but we this is we have to have a new treaty man they didn't wait 48 hours and here's the Uh, The paper issues paper on completing the economic and monetary union. This has now been uh, put on the table by um, Haiku Herman Van Rompuy. And I read from the document, point one, an integrated financial framework. The single supervisory mechanism should be established for banks in the euro area by the end of 2012. Following this, the ESM could have the possibility to recapitalize banks directly. I just want to explain for you Europeans that this means, that it's going to happen, clearly. Europeans. Europeans is that uh, your tax money will go directly into commercial banks. Okay? $20. Sounds it's, like a good idea. Sounds like a group. <laughs> it sounds good. Uh, point two, towards an integrated budgetary framework. Uh, I'm sorry. Strengthening democratic legitimacy and accountability. Listen to the words that my voice speaketh. Strengthening democratic legitimacy and accountability. And let me read from this. Moving towards more pooling of sovereignty. Pooling of sovereignty. That is a contradiction in terms.
1: <laughs> it's a
2: Classic. Uh, stronger decision-making power at the European level and democratic accountability will reinforce each other. Let me just, let me just run that by you uh, again. Is that even, what does that even mean? This is essential to build public support for the European-wide decisions, you see. Stronger decision-making power at the European level, i.e., by pooling your sovereignty, giving up... Uh, Your rule of law to the European level and giving democratic accountability, which is, I mean, I don't even know what that means to the to the European Starfleet command will reinforce you being squashed like a bug and pooped on. That's my interpretation. And then uh, I think that's that's uh, accurate. That's an accurate uh, interpretation (laughs) for me to poop on you. So for everyone who voted uh, in the Netherlands for your pro-European government, you get the government you deserve. You really do. And enjoy that. I'm not saying ours is any better, (laughs) but enjoy that. I don't think, I remember, man, I was there when they got the whole Euro thing. Everybody was like, eh, we don't have to change money at the border.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, play I got my... Now, here's the Farage clip I had. This is the one from the skinny guy. Yes, yeah, skinny guy. Excoriating Farage uh, for being a douchebag. Uh, where and then is this? Farage just blasting him back. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, gotcha. All right. This is uh, Nigel Farage of the UK Independent Party uh, in the European Parliament. He is a, a president. He's, he's on the Starfleet command side. He's on the dais these days. So, he just shows you.
11: When I was a
13: young member, a long time ago, of course. Uh, Some people uh, learnt then to listen, uh, but it's getting a bit boring. For the last decade, you've been telling us how, how awful, how monstrous everything is here, and there's going to be doom tomorrow. The disasters are going to come to us from all sides. And what's happening? I'm not afraid of tomorrow morning. Some people uh, uh, perhaps believe you. Some of the older people perhaps believe what you're saying, but I don't. Uh, I mean, think about something new. Say something new. Say something different. Well, I think the point about listening is a very good one. Very good one. You should have listened when the French people voted no to the European Constitution, but you chose to ignore them. You should have listened when the Dutch, by a massive majority of two to one, said no to the Constitution, but you didn't. You rebranded it as the Lisbon Treaty without conceding a single power. You bulldozed it through, and here this morning we hear talk of a new treaty and a new Constitution. And when Little Ireland, when Little Ireland not once but twice dares to vote no in a referendum on european integration you don't listen you bully them and make them vote again you're the one sir who's not listening
5: thank you
13: thank you
2: <clears throat> um, yeah so of course uh, you will not get to vote at all and you're pooling your sovereignty towards um, towards brussels and uh, and Strasbourg, so you won't get to vote at all on any of these issues. And let me read to you from a wonderful financial paper uh, that I was sent by one of our producers. Um, this it goes back to Greece, and here's we. This you can cross it off on the red book. Uh, Greek troika official. So the troika official is someone who is a uh, uh, a Nazi essentially from the Starfleet Command who has come in. Uh, the troika being the IMF, the European Commission, and the European Central Bank, who are at no,
0: the, no, <laughs> the third one's the council, isn't
2: it? A council. I'm sorry, commissioner yeah. or council, council. Council. I, I think you're right, council. So he's a, a troika member. Uh, troika. I mean, doesn't it... He, I hope he has an armband and has a hat?
0: I. They need armbands in the <clears throat> EU. Yeah, yeah, I think he has stars. I hope a little circle of stars. Let's
2: just Google that. Do we have what is a troika official? Troika official uniform. Let me just see uniform. I bet you they have a uniform. They should. Uh, <laughs> they
0: get
2: a if they don't. uh there's lots of pictures of Angela Merkel. So maybe you just have a Merkel mask on. That is your official Troika uniform. European Commission official Matthias Moss said this he's German, go figure. Said the so called Troika of Inspectors from the Euro area, European Central Bank, and the International Monetary Fund had a constructive meeting today with Greek finance ministry officials in Athens. Greek's Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund has identified 40 islands and islets that will be leased for as long as 50 years to reduce debt as pressure grows on the country to revive an asset sale plan key to receiving international aid. 50 years, 40 islands.
0: Well, we already predicted that. That's what I'm saying. But here they're it is. They're going after the islands. Here it is. But th- and there's 50 of them. So they, there must be 50 no, no, 40, guys in the no, 40, EU 40, council.
2: 40, 40 islands, but they get them for oh, 50. 40
0: islands. Okay, so there's 40 people that get the islands. Well, oh, actually, are probably years. some big shots. I mean, you know, let's face it. Soros is going to get an island. island. Oh yeah, I mean, and an island. You know,
2: because it's an island and islets. Is that an islet?
0: Or an islet? islet? An islet. It's like a small hole you put a just, just string through. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? What is an islet? Hold on, islet, it's islet. It's an islet, it's it's a small an island. island. An islet is a very small island. Yeah, that's uh, that's for this. No, no, no. As long as there's some house it's on like a, there, or something. As, long as a septic. It's a sandbar. A sandbar. <laughs> sandbar. sandbar.
2: <laughs> hey, that's probably our size, man. We can go get us a sandbar in Greece. I mean, it, it, does anyone else see how crazy this is? <laughs> Yeah, but you can take it out of the book. Yeah, no, we had it in the book. Yeah, I know I, that.
0: I, we had it in the book. They're going to be selling the islands. or I didn't. I thought they'd just be selling them outright, but I guess the lease is... It's man, probably better. Years, it's
2: be. probably better because you can just go and up it. You can just up the lease. Yeah. And um, I got some, And what, what else you got? I got some stuff I want to talk about, but maybe you have something that you wanted to get off well, your
0: chest. Well, I do have, I, as a lighter note, I do have the stupid TV clip of the week. Oh, nice, nice. Should we play it? Yeah,
9: they parked the car on a hillside, and it was too steep to put up the tent. So they slept under the stars. You know, such determination and such drive—that's that's that's to be re- rewarded, and they, and they should be proud of what they did.
2: <laughs> that must have been from that Honey Boo Boo show.
0: I don't even know where that clip is from. So much to
2: another one. Here's a.
0: Here's a, You didn't like that. Try this. No, you're gonna kill I, me with more. Well, just to <clears> see, This is one of the uh, contestants in the. Ford uh, Focus uh, Studios uh, gig, Give me a gig, Ford, and it's Sue Sue Sue, which I think has got a lot of thematic uses.
5: Do you bring your mama to? Do you bring your mama to? Do you
2: bring your mama to?
5: I'm the girl you bring your
2: mama to. And we take a look at the judges. What do you say? we're sorry we have to we have to kill you
0: that'll be my reality show uh, that would be a good idea all right i'm sorry okay one more one more one more <laughs> this is the reason i like to watch uh, uh democracy now and that's this is the the famous go to the video uh segment of democracy now and how they handle this how slick this <laughs> what, operation what is, is what is
2: go to the video say? What is? what do i don't understand what is this segment? you know you
0: say hey adam we're gonna go to the video Oh, we're going to go to the video. Yeah, they're going to go to the video. Ready? But um, this force
10: is something to be reckoned with.
3: Just so I want to play a short comment from Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel about the teacher's call for a fair contract. Uh, I'll play that in a moment. But talk. why don't you introduce it by talking about who the significance of Rahm Emanuel, the former chief of staff of President Obama. <laughs> wow, that really blew chunks. <laughs> <laughs> that was great.
0: <laughs> so now there's, there was a, there's a teacher strike, a massive teacher strike in Arnie Duncan's neck of the woods in Chicago because there are a bunch of douchebags. They make seven, $74,000 stu-
2: a year on average, I think, these teachers.
0: Well, that's not what the real issue is, though. That's what, the, that's what they're trying to portray. It's no, just no, a money no, grab. No, the issue
2: is that they're going to be paid according to how good they do.
0: No, well oh, they, they, do? they don't. See, the, the thing is, is all this. It's just a, the whole thing is a bunch of bull crap. I think the best I have is a clip from a girl from the school called Social Justice High, who I actually think nails it. They're putting their own stooges in to these different schools, it, the whole, it's just a, Chicago's corrupt, let's face it. Mm-hmm. And the, and they, apparently the students and the teachers and everybody in between and the parents are just annoyed with what they're trying to do to the schools, which is essentially shut down most of them, put them on the charter school thing, right, privatize school. a lot right, of it. It's, right. it's just a corrupt system. It's, it's, it's all
2: about the charter schools, all about privatizing education so people can yeah, make money. Yeah, and so
0: here's right. the girl at Social Justice High, which is just a just a, one of the girls going to the school. It's a Latino school. And she's bitching about what they've done because they, they had a bunch of AP classes, which helps people get into college. What's AP? And they took them out. What's an AP class? Uh, advanced placement. Oh.
8: Right away, the new t- the new principal, Ms. Velazquez, she took away three of our AP classes, you know, and she pretty much messed up our whole schedule. She put in remedial classes, and pre- pretty much that's an insult. That's saying we're not smart enough. We don't need to belong in those AP classes. We're stupid. And so right off the bat. that her choices not only reflected her personal decisions because she tried of course to rationale with us oh look at the test scores you know they're doing pretty bad and when we would point out to her saying we have a positive trend in the test scores we've actually increased in AP enrollment we've increased in AP passings in general and also, it relates because her decisions to destabilize the school are not only on her behalf, but it's pretty much she's listening to her superiors.
3: That's Rosia Mesa, a student at Social Justice High School. Jessel, as we wrap up. Now uh, She was
2: very astute. <clears throat> she was talking about destabilizing the school. I'd say she was schooled herself in PR.
0: Oh, yeah. Very She's a high school kid, though, yeah. and it's like, yeah. you know, I, I was listening to this whole report yeah. on all the crap going on in Chicago. I'm saying this is a – and the f- weird thing about listening to it on Democracy Now!, they never say – they never they, – they refuse to just, you know, say, look, this is a corrupt administration we have run by Rahm Emanuel out of – they'll mention that he worked for Obama, but they, these guys are just Obama bots. At the end of the day, they're still Obama boss, and they can't see through the you know the forest through the trees. And it's just like – it's depressing that it's like – it's like I've seen people do this and say, well, this is terrible what's going on. Yeah. But it can't be yeah. the boss's fault. No. No. I got to tell know, you – It's th- terrible. Well, what's, whose fault is it? Well, I don't know whose fault it is, but it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just like really it's just
2: galling. Uh, anyway. I-, I will agree that this is probably – I haven't looked into it that much but it sounds to me like indeed this is this is about turning everything into a charter school which in effect is just another part of the government uh, money teat that people just want to suck on right because you you set up a it's a for-profit school correct
0: well, it's more than that. I mean, it's not necessary. It's 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 different. It's not just a for-profit. It's not really that's not what the real goal of charter schools is. It's a way to marginalize people in a, in, in the education system and create a brainwashing system that's wow. a little more advanced than right. the one we currently have. Right. It's really what it's all about.
2: So you um Interesting,
0: and you get to, and you get to Lord it. You say, for example, you have a, a the charter schools get to cherry pick. They'll go into the one the school and they take all the best students and let the other students take all the good students out of one of the schools and make a charter school and put all the good students into it and let the other schools sink. Yeah, poop screw on them, em. poop on them, and uh, that's <laughs> part of the part you, of the thing. Can I have a special. report. I'm, I'm an- going to do a package on this eventually, oh, please. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Another another promise at the end of another fine episode of No Agenda. Another promise for the Scholastic package. Let me ask you a question. I read someone sent me an article a while back, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing this: that the entire idea of school was derived from like a German Schule, which would make sense for the, the etymology of the of the word, but that they that Schule initially always was set up as a brainwashing facility that schools, historically speaking, were not, you know, universities Maybe differently, but the idea of, of throwing kids into a shul was to indoctrinate them with all kinds of propaganda. Is, is there any, does that ring true to you at well, all it's about was the socialized it? kids, yeah.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> but the Americans specifically? I think it's only recently that the propaganda thing has been increased to such an extreme. Hmm. Well, that's not true. I mean, even... Come on! I mean, the
2: whole "I pledge allegiance to the flag." Even that's it's it's a nationalistic propaganda. That showed propaganda. up, I think, in
0: the fifties. Right,
2: right. So well, okay. that's recently. After so, after the Second World War, and this is kind yeah. of, this is kind of where I'm going. So I mean, was, we
0: never used to have. You never used to go to a Yankees. You didn't go to the twenty-seven. Watch the twenty-seven Yankees, and then and there would be a uh, the, you know the, the national anthem, and then a flyover. You <laughs> yeah, know, for- the flyovers are are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, wow, fly over. And so, I mean, they, that never happened before. I mean, it's only been recent that we, we've we had all these sorts of things. I mean, where sports, why does a sporting event become a military event?
2: Well, no, I think sporting events have always been a, a militaristic uh, replacement. No, this is only
0: since World War II. No, they never though, were before World off. War
2: I. Bear with me. Of course, this is the new the new propaganda. We have to keep men particularly busy and rooting for a team, and we we can't have you, like, getting all, you know, men have testosterone. They want to go out and beat someone up, you know, join a gang, you know, go, I don't know, attack the government. So instead, we give you, like, all kinds of candy and great, beautiful graphics, and we give you a team to root for and a beautiful stadium to go to. No, I, I think that's bread and games. You know, this is that, all of that. All sporting, to me, professional sports, is all about keeping slaves happy and docile. And we'll serve you beer at the game, too. You can't say that there's yeah, not an no, element no, I'm of not going
0: to argue that. Okay. But that's not the same as militaristic. Well,
2: you look at football by itself, and that is a very militaristic game. And B.B. And Netanyahu himself talks about the I'm red missed, zone, to the 20-yard the uh, line. I'm saying is that it's not negotiate with the
0: U.S. Army. Yeah, it's a militaristic game, the, the the football game itself, because it's a war.
2: Excuse me, we have the and big the Thanksgiving Army. trenches and, Army, use the,
0: trenches, and the, the, big, the battle. The big Thanksgiving Army-Navy game. Goal and the rest of it. But it's not like the U.S. Army is associated with the, with professional football yes, it until is. recently.
2: No, that's incorrect. I remember Thanksgiving, the big thing was on Thanksgiving, it's the Army-Navy game. As a kid, I was five years old. So this is forty years of this. That was the big thing. You were I'm army saying, or navy. Yeah,
0: it's all been since World War Two. Yes, yeah. Thank you. That my point is made. I'm saying it never was like that before no. World War One. Yeah. Well, don't,
2: okay. Just because you can remember that doesn't make, make my point wrong. <laughs> when
0: I was a kid. <laughs> We used a rock for a football <laughs> and a stick.
2: So uh, here's something that you and I will both be able to complain out in the, uh, 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 complain about in the future, because of course we've been keeping our eye on the war on cash for quite a while now. And um, in Finland, the Ministry of Employment and the Economy is going to mandatoryaryize, in <laughs> <and> other <laughs> words, make mandatory that all businesses, especially small businesses, have to hand out a receipt with a copy for anything. So if you've got a lemonade stand, you got to hand out receipts because you have to show receipts for all of your sales. This uh, bill is expected to come up for the legislature early in the next year. But Greece, I, sorry, I kind of missed this one, um, they have now <laughs> connected all shops... And companies' cash registers directly with the finance ministry's taxes net electronic system this is happening now as we speak. so the VAT, so here's how you have value-added tax, and typically how it works: you sell a candy bar to some slave who wants the aspartame, and then you take one dollar. And you add 19 cents, or I think it's actually 25 cents now in Greece, 25 cents additional tax. And then at the end of the month, you have to take all those 25 cents and you have to send it off to the government. That's the VAT.
0: Now... Wait a minute. Are you telling me that if I want to buy a dollar candy bar for the privilege of buying this candy bar, I have to give the government 25 cents for the privilege of buying a dollar candy bar? In Greece you do. Huh. Huh.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: A tribute? Is it, as they call it? Why is it a tax? It should be called a tribute. A tribute to the emperor. i <laughs> about got a
2: tithe. <laughs> a tribute to the
0: emperor. It's a tribute. It's <laughs> a tribute
2: to the emperor. Okay, so call it a tribute, whatever you want. But now you now what they're doing is you you put the money in the cash register, the dollar twenty five, and immediately the cash register through the new taxes net electronic system, deducts twenty five cents from the shop's bank account, sends it right to the Ministry of Finance. Even before it gets deposited? <laughs> yeah. These guys are gonna get overdrawn by these crooks. <laughs> I just love it. And then I know and I love then watching uh you know the, the this iPhone five came out and everyone's like, man, I'm so bummed. They didn't have any near field communications, man. We can't have our e-wallet stuff. Like people run away from the e-wallet stuff, run away from this. This I've is been not, pounding the pavement I saw, about how bad this
0: idea is for a decade. I saw you and write an article. And people still think it's yeah.
2: cool. Yeah. So let me just wind it up with some, uh, you know, there's, I don't know if you've heard this term, the Bernanke. The Bernanke. The Bernanke. And it, and this cracks me up. So we have this quantitative easing QE3, as it known, as it is known. And uh, Ben Bernanke did, did his. Actually, he went a little further. I feel than normal on his um, on his question and answer session. But then they there's this. You know, you know, um, what is that thing called? They, they have this like a cartoon generator, and you can enter a script, and then these two characters talk to each other. You've seen this a million times.
0: Now tell me again.
2: Well, I'll play it for you. Here's the two characters. You, 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 like, you enter a script, you upload it into some generator, and then these two like kind of weird cartoonish characters looking like bears or whatever, they have a conversation with each other. It's kind of animated. When you hear the voices, you'll recognize it. You'll say, oh, yeah, that.
0: But, the, but- Oh, you're talking about the bear and bull thing from, uh, yeah, those guys, the, the, the stock market guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except now... But I don't know why I can't remember the name. I'd yeah, be-
2: I can't remember. Um, Minionville. Yes. So... They did a script on quant- explaining quantitative easing, and I, I got 30 seconds of it because for some reason they decided to call Ben Bernanke the Bernank, and it's just funny. I just want you to hear it, and then we want to listen to the Bernank. Comes the
0: Fed. The Fed is run by the Ben Bernanke.
3: Does the Ben Bernanke have a lot of business experience?
0: No, the Ben Bernanke has no business experience.
3: Does the Ben Bernanke have a lot of policy experience?
0: No, the Ben Bernanke has no policy experience.
3: Has the Ben Bernanke ever run in an election?
0: No, the Ben Bernanke has never run in an election.
3: So what qualifies him to run the Fed?
0: I don't know, maybe the fact that he has a nice beard.
3: (laughs) But my plumber also has a nice beard, and I would not trust him to play God with the economy.
0: No, although when you call the plumber to fix something that is broken, they usually fix it, not break it more.
2: So I just love the whole the Ben Bernanke. I know, that tickles me for some reason. Yeah, I guess you don't like it. It sounds like Doug. It does. It's the Ben Bernanke. So here's the Ben Bernanke. And I, I just want to, you know, whenever the, the politicians talk about revenue, you know, that's code for tax. And there's a new word out there. You know, the new code for uh, for for spending money. Do you know what that is?
0: Uh, spending money is, uh, no, asset reallocation? No, it's better.
8: Well, the the ultimate effect is going to depend, of course, on how much we end up doing, and that in turn is going to depend on what the economy does. So this is a conditional program. We're going to be providing accommodation according ah. to how the economy evolves.
2: Uh, accommodation, John. It's accommodation. Uh-huh. <clears throat> accommodation according to how the economy evolves. I, lo- I just love accommodation. And, um... How long is this accommodation going to last? Well, you know, until the economy looks better. So how are we going to do with the
8: jobs, uh, Ben Bernanke? That's not the objective. The idea is to make sure we provide enough support so the economy will grow fast enough to bring unemployment down over time. I mean, as we look back at the last six months or so, we've seen unemployment basically the same place it was in January. We've seen not enough jobs growth to bring down the unemployment rate. And uh, what we need to see is is, is more progress, and that's, that's what we'll be looking at. Um, in terms of the uh, mid-2015 date, we think by that point that the economy will be recovering. um, will be providing the support it needs. But if you look at our projections, you'll see it doesn't involve uh, any inflation, that we still believe that inf- uh, inflation is going to be close to our 2% target.
2: So essentially, no jobs until 2015? Is that what I heard him say?
0: Yeah, probably uh, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, no jobs. We got no jobs ahead. No, well, how are we going to have jobs? Well, here's
2: here's here's Bernanke, the the Ben Bernanke, um, actually debunking the entire lie of the jobs numbers uh, that the that the Obama administration is jumping up and down about. Like, oh, and un- unemployment went down.
12: Gordon, with the Associated Press, one of the aspects we've seen in recent uh, reports on unemployment is the shrinking labor force is that something that's of specific concern to you and what does it tell us about the labor market and the economy
8: well you're absolutely right um and as i mentioned earlier the um the unemployment decline uh last month was more than 100 percent accounted for by declines in participation more
2: than 100 percent how how is this possible is this guy an economist
0: more than well, he, what he meant was uh, the numbers. There was, in other words, what he was trying to say was that it's worse. Yeah. Than it was presented. Yeah. So, in other words, it was the the decline in participation was actually worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thank you. because more people are dead or don't give a crap anymore. Are just right, homeless, they're giving up. They're now just, begging for money just,
0: on the corners of the uh, freeway entrances. They're just laying around. <laughs> all righty
2: nah, i think that does it for me except for that well, halliburton well, radioactive device they lost in texas
0: oh well that's good that's good to know yeah i have uh one little thing i wanted to do uh, which was just play this clip which i is called the shelly adelson bs and it comes from democracy now and i it's one of those things is can you do the math on this uh I'd like to know, I'm going to ask you a question. This will be like an Ask Adam, but okay. it's not Ask Adam. All right, all right. Uh, when this little clip is over, I want to ask you something.
3: A new report shows the billionaire casino mogul and top Republican donor Sheldon Adelson stands to reap a massive tax windfall, should Mitt Romney win the presidential election. According to the Center for American Progress, Romney's policies would save Adelson more than $2 billion in taxes. Okay.
0: $2 billion in taxes? He's What is his tax bill? You t- are you telling me that he's paying over $2 billion now in taxes because he's going to save $2 billion in taxes? Well, I, what, what kind of income does this guy have? Well, I would presume... This is bull crap. He's not paying $2 billion in
2: taxes. Well, let's just do the numbers. Is this an Ask Adam or is this just a yell at Adam's face?
0: It's yell at Adam's Ask Him. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So let's presume... That uh, Shelly Adelson is has a, uh, a typical tax rate of what should we call it twenty percent?
0: Oh, let's, yeah, probably twenty. Just say twenty-five
2: for easy. Twenty-five. Well, twenty is easier for me because uh, okay, 2, two billion would be twenty percent, uh, which would mean that his income, his taxable income, taxable income, would have been what. Well, times five. It'd be ten billion. Ten billion dollars. Maybe he makes ten so, so billion every dollars. Year, a year.
0: So every year he's making ten billion dollars in tax money. Oh, no, no no, 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 no. It's ten billion in tips. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what he finds. Oh, that's what it is.
2: That's just what he finds behind the couch. <sighs> he also owns the biggest newspaper in Israel, I'm reliably informed.
0: That's not making him any money. That's a money that's, that's loser. loser. Of course it's losing money. Of course.
2: I, you know, it's, it's tips. I'm telling you. It's just, it's what, what is hookers get tucked in their underwear. That that alone is $10 billion for Shelly Adelson. You don't believe me?
0: I, I actually believe it.
2: All right. Hey, Johnny Boy. It's good talking to you as always, man. I, I, I do enjoy it. Love, Always pleasure. I love you, man.
0: Always enlightening. You, you 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 won today's show with all that stuff at the beginning. It was fun. I think you got some good clips. You got uh, you know, all the bull crap that was out there that <laughs> the public <laughs> loves from us. It shows that uh, few, they're being lied to left if, and right. It's kind really, of depressing. But yeah. we look at it from a positive perspective. And when you watch these other shows, like you know Glenn Beck's now on the air, and all they do is sell food and tell you to hide in a hole. And <laughs> we don't do that because... If, if you actually listen to these news stories, if somebody wanted to get you, you could hide in a hole all you want. It's not going to do you any no. good. It didn't no. save Saddam Hussein. Nope. So we yeah. don't try to sell you food. <laughs>
2: Old food in, in uh, packaged and seeds. And seeds? <laughs> yeah. we are selling you seeds. <laughs>
0: hey, everybody. Buy a seed from... <laughs> buy even seeds do it. from us <laughs> buy seeds you're gonna need seeds <laughs> I <don't laughs> think so heirloom seeds
2: <laughs> and a water filter which I actually do have that's not a bad idea if you yeah. live in Austin they fluoridate the water here alright everybody buy some seeds and go to dvorak.org slash na for your storable donation and we'll be back uh, Thursday I will be in Chicago for the show so that should be very interesting uh, but it'll be same time, same damn bat channel coming to you from the capital of the Drone Star State here in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Adam Curry.
0: And I hope while you're in Chicago, you check out on the check this, uh, this student out and talk to a few people. Sure. And from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday right here on No Agenda.
12: Slash N A.